0: What's going on everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Big Cast episode 151. It is a lovely Saturday here and I'm joined by new guests. I'm joined by Dan. I'm looking forward to this one uh, a lot uh, in some ways because I have to let everyone know right out of the gate I'm already getting beat up on Mass Effect. So this is going to be an interesting <laughs> show.
1: Oh, this is happy if i have been in like like, years. I mean, it's has been <laughs> fantastic. Like, if, if the only thing that would make this better, if they're like, man, like, Halo is all right. I know it. that's not going to happen, but a, a girl can dream. <laughs> you know?
0: Well, man. let me, you, you went ahead already. Let me start with my, uh well, I'm Ainsley Bowden. Everyone knows that. Let me start with my my near-replodant co-host, Dan What's Rodriguez. Right, what has happened to my friend?
1: Not much. It is gorgeous outside. It is? is very very nice. Supposed to get up to 80 tomorrow. I'm super excited. Then it'll be back down to like 30 by Thursday. I'm guessing here in Kansas. So yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for some snow, I guess. You
0: never know. You never know out here in Kansas. But uh, good to see you, sir. And uh, today we have two first-time guests, which is awesome. Uh, It's rare that we have two guests at the same time that are both first-time guests. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Mr. Forte, I'm going to start with you, sir. Host of the DPS podcast and a co-panel member of BRAP and the Scumcast. And I also, before we want to start, just congratulate you because I saw you just hit 2,000 followers as well, man. So congrats and welcome.
2: Yeah, appreciate it, man. It's um you sent the the back signal out two weeks ago and I had to work, and then I was like, man, we got to make this happen. So <laughs> I had to, had to get over here, man. Uh been watching for a while this stuff and really love what you guys are doing over here and um love um the articles you put up on season gaming. I right. checked out your um your influencer one the other day, and I was like, yo, this is really, really
0: good. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, that one uh it took a lot of time to read. That data is there's so much data on it. It took a long time to kind of sift through, you know what I mean, to to make it meaningful.
2: Felt like I was in an NFL war room or something looking at all those graphs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if that's but, what that looks like, at least. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, But good to have you, man. I know we, we've we talked before and uh, it's been a while. I should have had you on sooner. So it's nice to finally get you here. And I will shout out to uh, Pompa as well, one of our our regulars who I talk to every day, um, he uh, he brought your name up a few weeks back, too. He's like, you got to get Forte on, man. He'd be a good fit for the show. So I said, great reminder, and that's when I hit you up. So
2: Mary good to have you here. Papa. That's the man right there.
0: Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Hmm. So also joining us, the co-host of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast, and also the co-founder of 61 Indie, which highlights indie developers, and we know him here as the better half of the Trophy Room <laughs> That that's is right. Kyle Stevenson. What's happening? Mm-hmm. Friend?
3: Hello. Thanks for having me, Ains. Uh Great to be here. I'm happy that the truth is coming out about Joe being my <laughs> lesser half on that show. It feels good.
1: Didn't you call him a snack before we went on show? Like an appetizer? I think that's what it was. It was something he's like that. He's the appetizer
0: that. to Kyle's audience. Yeah,
3: he, he's my warm-up comedian before I come on the stage to headline.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh fantastic. man,
0: well, good to have you guys here, man. It's yeah. going to be a fun one today. We got some good topics, and we've got kind of got topics from kind of all around too, which is awesome. Um, so we're going to be talking about a lot of Xbox news. Xbox news in general lately has been, you know, crazy. So we'll touch on those topics. We got some PlayStation news this week, which is great. I want to talk about Bio Mutant, um, which looks uh, fantastic, and I really think uh, you know has a lot of potential, um, and a few other news items, of course. But uh, and what's going on to everyone in chat? Good to see you. Thanks for coming out. I see the uh the lesser half of uh the trophy room is here as well. So <laughs> hello, Joe. <laughs> Man,
1: he's already booing Luke. Yeah, he's, he's booing Luke. Here. I don't even think Luke's here. So, <sighs> you know. so yeah,
3: I don't, I don't even do that. That's that's a Joe and Luke thing. I, I'm a uh, just
0: a bystander whenever. <laughs> Luke comes
1: yeah. up. I can't <laughs> do that. <laughs> Stay away from the moms.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Um, so, guys, anytime we have a first-time guest, uh, yeah, so I'm going to ask both of you. But just a couple quick things, because uh, we like to talk about this, is uh need to hear what your favorite platform of all time is, and your favorite game and or series of all time. So, Forte, I'll start with you, man.
2: Oh, man. Favorite platform of all time. Wow. Probably 360. Okay. 360. 3 original xbox probably um started the um the burning fire i mean i love nintendo nintendo was like probably what got me super into gaming um got me into the whole um genre of just wanting to play games all day every day but my love is multiplayer and when 360 came out and I was able to play games like Halo Online and NBA 2K and stuff like that online. And that started with the original Xbox, but it really hit a fever pitch with the 360. And um, I think that generation um, was probably the most memorable one for me. Uh, There's parts of um, probably the Xbox One, what original Xbox era that kind of sticks to me, like going to other people's houses with my xbox and my tv oh yeah that, that was a that was definitely a thing um playing in tournaments in halo as you can see you are you already know where this is going when it comes to favorite franchise of all time <laughs>
0: um, i'm glad we got one where we agree on that one we got yeah yeah know, favorite gotta,
2: franchise of all time is basically going in that same direction um and um by
0: the way uh fawn says your favorite console is the cdi so he's calling you out
2: oh i mean well Fonz would know <laughs> Honestly, no. As, as you got one sitting right next to you on your counter i already know man make sure you send it to me because i lost mine in the mail um but no yeah i think 360 would be it but i would think uh like overall but probably original xbox would be the one that like started the fire because original ghost recon grawl is what we used to call yeah, it man. yeah man oh boy that was my shooter and i was like that's what literally made my competitive side come out in that game you had yeah. to go through the campaign just to unlock the weapons for multiplayer <laughs> it was like a grind and i was like yo i need this carbine how do i get it i got to beat this mission without dying oh my god <laughs> here we go but uh yeah so three X- original xbox started at 360 kind of finished it off and uh I actually went to the launch party in New York for nice. the Xbox. We were drinking a lot of surge. A lot of surge. <laughs> Hell yeah. Surge, <laughs> man. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was super fun. So yeah, Xbox in general, every since they've been a thing, has been
0: kinda it for me. Okay. Fair enough, man. And uh let's hear that favorite series, because now I'm intrigued. I already told you. Halo. I, know, I just, I just want to hear you say it. So Dan, we we got to close. Dan's smile. A little listen, bit, you know, listen.
1: I mean?
2: Halo, man. That's Halo, okay. Halo, Halo I, I,
1: I, I can appreciate. I can appreciate where he's coming from with that. It's, a, it's an amazing series. I'm not a multiplayer guy myself, but I totally understand that.
2: Okay. So Much now, I get, now I get okay. the game of all time is not Halo, though. We'll see. Oh, okay. What is it though? So my favorite franchise is Halo. Okay, Fair enough. But my favorite game is Mass Effect 2.
0: Come on. <laughs> there it is. All right, Mass guys. Effect, its alright guys has been a great listen, show today. I've been today. set up. Listen, no, I have to step up today. Mass Effect, Someone listen, up.
2: there has been no game that has touched me more <laughs> than Mass Effect 2. <laughs> i don't care what halo ever does halo will always be dear close to my heart that's the reason i love Bungie so much that's the reason i play destiny as much as i do because it's like the closest thing i've ever gotten back to what halo used to be um and hopefully with halo infinite we get back to that point because i definitely want to get back there but mass effect 2 i literally had to make i had to make phone calls to call people like what i should do this I had to like when, I, when it came down to blowing up the, the collectorship or keeping it. I called my brother. I said, Yo, bro, <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't know. I just want to know what you did. Is not gonna, I'm gonna make the decision myself. I just want to make sure this decision was the right decision. <laughs>
1: I seriously, man. I need to get some icy hot and just put oh, them on my cheeks. Give
2: me too, man. Hey, killer, man.
0: And, and, and the funny thing is, like the people who normally back me up in chat aren't here, and <laughs> all the Mass there? Effect two I was fans about are here. to point
3: that out. I was like, oh, everyone's loving Mass Effect two. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're I, about I, man, I, Space, I you are talking about. Yeah, Mass Effect
1: and everybody—they're gone. <laughs>
2: That's it.
0: Greatest yeah, Dan started banning people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. it's over. Yeah, man. Oh, that, man.
2: that game speaks. it spoke, and I went to go. I went back to finish the game that I didn't want to play just to have my character
1: go all the way through it
0: mm. <laughs> oh we got one ben all right ben i need backup man help <laughs> i'm dying over Hold
1: on, what's what's ben <laughs> saying i gotta block him real quick
0: <laughs> oh look kong's gonna be hearing from me shortly too he set I, me up i, I did you know, realize not stand i so. did
2: realize that your intro music for your uh for the podcast actually seems like it reminisces a mass effect a little bit
0: it it has a little of that. Yeah. It's so that intro was new for last it. week. We created a new intro. Shout out to Diego again for it because it's amazing. Um, but he uh he and I actually like I picked out that music track and then we kind of coordinated on how it landed in the intro, but it, it gave me that kind of you know, that epic kind of gaming vibe. That's why I threw it on there. Yeah, yeah, so cool. Always have Forte on, he speaks truth, says all <laughs> <vault. laughs> Oh, let's go! Hey, we got Sean Labrie in the house. We got Pong. What's going on, guys? Good to see What's everyone. What's up, Sean? What's going on? Oh, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Stop this me two nonsense. It's um,
1: like two people.
0: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking everything I can get.
2: Oh. It's not my fault that you guys felt battered, like had that battered wife syndrome because you were running around in circles in a tank that didn't move right and a and a Mako that act like it it, it defied gravity. That <laughs> thing it, it didn't is. like shooting, like shooting at enemies. Didn't even, you couldn't even shoot enemies in that thing.
0: <laughs> all right. I got I got I got to stop. He's on, my, stuff, right? on much of a roll right now. <laughs> all right. Let me, let me jump over to Kyle, man. Um, So Kyle, let's uh, same thing, man. What a uh, favorite platform of all time and um, franchise and or individual game, if you prefer.
3: Yeah. So uh, as far as like, console goes uh, i've always been a playstation gamer from yeah. from day one um didn't never own an xbox i owned an xbox one x briefly uh, a couple yeah. years ago just to check out game pass and finally play sunset overdrive nice. um and, but strictly it's been playstation so i've been i've been kind of back bouncing back and forth between like which version of playstation is my favorite yeah. and i keep going back between the original and four um yeah. Two's great. Two's has uh, amazing classics on there, but I, I just remember just the pure joy of booting up that PlayStation One and that boot up sound is iconic lot. in my in my eyes. But I think I'll lean towards four, just because that's what I really played pretty much everything, and and really just um, just love different types of games here and there. Um, so, yeah, I would say PlayStation 4 is my favorite of all time right now. Uh, as far as, like, game and franchise, it's an easy answer, but The Last of Us. Um, okay. Last of Us is super special to me. I love that game. It's I it, Part 2 is a game we never even needed, but, like, I'm so happy we got it. That's a masterpiece in my eyes. Um, come at me. I don't care. I'll defend that well, game. I, so we joked end. about it on
0: Cast Co-op the other night, because, <laughs> I, you know, I'm a – last of us the first one is one of my top all time uh yeah it, yeah it means the world to me that game um but I'm two was an excellent game in many aspects but I, I'm one of those people where I really felt they did a disservice to me in a way with that but uh Joe oh, did yeah. tell me he's like you have to joke with Kyle about it because Kyle is, is like a Us Two to
3: yeah I I adore that game I love the character growths and arcs in that and it's a game we did not need I'd be totally fine with just the first game and that's it but yeah to to blew me out of the water as far cool. as that, but yeah. And as far as like a franchise goes, Final Fantasy is always okay. near and dear to my heart. Even though there's a lot of gaps in that long list of games that I have not played. Yeah. Okay. Um. But I love I love a good hundred hour JRPG. <laughs> <laughs> so were you? And
0: I don't know because I know Joe's a lot younger. <laughs> yeah. Than like mm-hmm. Dan and I are. Um. But did you get to play in its era the Super Nintendo ones like you know Final Fantasy two II and three or Final no. Fantasy six?
3: No, yeah. So I I only had a NES in my house until what, uh, after how old was I when PS1 came out? uh, Nine, 10. And then I just, oh, I like I, I would I would like rent N sixty four from like Blockbuster yeah okay. and play it same thing yeah. I would rent like PlayStation as well the console itself and play it, except it didn't have a memory card so I would have to restart every game yes every single yeah. time I went to play it but Ooh. I went from NES being the only
0: thing in my house to a PS one and from then on it's been oh, gotcha okay yeah. fair enough because that's another one that uh that's our if mass effect is the continual debate we have the second one is final fantasy and what the best final fantasy is cuz there's a th- thank you okay we're back on the same page Girl, we're back we've on, been the same on that page, page. that six is, is
3: unfortunately best. one of my gaps i have yeah. not played 6 yet 7
2: no, I, 7 is the one that everybody got into and the one that everybody like via melee loves but 6 is the better
0: game yeah. Yeah.
3: yes it is it's i will nice. probably get hate for this one 8 is one of my favorites i don't
0: care i so, love eight i believe there's like a there's a percentage of that FF community that stands eight, right? Like I've yeah. seen other people say that, but I know it's a, it's a smaller. Group. It's very
3: divisive. Yeah. 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 Cause I'm
0: a nine guy. Like nine, nine was the throw, the modern throwback to me to yeah. the classics you know so and enrique thank you for the two dollar super chat but as always i got to tell you to get the hell out of here um, between mass effect 2 and pc master race i don't know what to do with you anymore
2: <laughs> well i agree with that second part
0: i agree with the second part <laughs> so but thank you man good to see you enrique <clears throat> gotta get enrique back on here too so anyway um so we're gonna start throwing currently playing at the top here as we're kind of warming up the thing so uh but it's just more of an open thing so um for me personally i've been playing some mlb uh due to game pass we're getting ready to get the uh to get the uh season and league going which is pretty cool um kyle i know you had the platinum on that like yeah what nine hours after it released how fast did you get the
1: the platinum on it already it's it a like a super, easy trophy, it super easy trophy it's
2: list it's super easy
0: trophy list it's a
3: very easy trophy list uh 26 hours i think it took total okay. it would have been faster if the and i didn't realize it until after i got the platinum um the road to the show new ball player thing is not tracking it's your broken. it's broken so like it, it it gives you goals to be like um i'm a slugger so extra base hits is what you need to farm to level up to to go from a bronze to silver gold to eventually a diamond it's not tracking and it's not tracking plate appearances so you are constantly stuck in the 60s high 60s and you can't get past that
0: it's not tracking just that one or all of those all
3: of it so like so
0: dan dan was telling me about this earlier this week yeah Yeah. you
3: you can still upgrade like your attributes from like just playing well like you'll also buff all that stuff but you can't get past a bronze level Without that tracking thing and it just it's not working. It's impossible. So like for road to the show, you have to get called up to the majors for that trophy. I got I was stuck in the minor leagues for like five seasons and kept getting traded around and I was just simming because I was just I was so done. I was like, just get me to the majors. I'm hitting like 30 home runs, 100 RBIs get me in and i didn't play all 5 seasons i'm not a madman but like it's <laughs> i was about to say yeah, no, no, no. no 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 uh so i yeah i just wanted to
0: get the trophy the platinum really fast um uh, but it is that's bizarre will, that they can launch that game with a major mode and a major progression part of the mode not working how does that even it, happen
3: cuz it's a brand new thing to the series the my ball player thing is is brand new yeah, yeah the loadouts um, are yeah and so like I, I feel like there's still a lot of kinks in it Okay. Uh, still a fantastic game, but it is definitely... The servers need a big <laughs> yeah, they, got, they
0: got, Yeah, they got yeah, smashed. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but real quick, uh, we've got a lot of support for Final Fantasy VI. So we got Walt. Uh, Elosi's in the house. What's up, man? I think Elosi's the one that's like... I forget where he is locally. Like, he's way out somewhere. Um, who else here? Someone else at uh, Final Fantasy VI as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I think Slow Mo did. Yeah, Slow Mo. What's up, man? Good to see you. <clears throat> um, anyway... What else you guys been playing, man? What's good, Dan? I know you're playing near, but what else you guys been up to? Anything
1: good? It's been mostly that in the show, and it, it's it's funny because I've been playing twenty on the PlayStation because I had this like I went into it, I was like okay it's coming out I'm super ready to play it on Game Pass I get it for basically my subscription yeah and then so I had like I had my MLB hype and then I got in there and I'm like I can't even progress like even even playing just the regular ball games. I couldn't get anywhere. It just seemed like I, w- I was struggling and I was doing well. I p- usually pick the pitcher because I, there's no way in hell I can play 162 games a year. You know, that would just be boring. You know, but this gives you like every five games you can get through a season pretty quick. But um, so, back, so I went back to 20 and I was like, well, this looks exactly the same. You know, but I think what they have there, I think once they patch that and it starts working, I think then, you know, I'll jump back in. I just kind of put it on the side for now. Because I really, really wanted, all I play is Road to the Show. I don't play anything else. And I think they kind of, you know, they almost forced, you know, even the progression that is is there. Like the Diamond Dynasty right now, you can actually progress, assuming it works, a little (laughs) bit faster because the qualifications, like you know, you might have to go to at bat, you know, ten times in Road to the Show in Diamond Dynasty. It's like seven or eight or something Mm -hmm. like that. It's a little bit easier to progress there. And, you know, I, I don't know if that was intentional, like, hey, we're going to make you kind of come over here to where our big, big cash grab is and see, you know, try to get their, your hooks into it, you know, into people. But, you know, I, I'm not a Diamond Dynasty guy. I'm never going to play it. So I was just like, all right, I, I can grind a little bit. But when stuff wasn't working, I was just like, I can't even do this. anymore. Yeah, gotcha. So, gotcha. But then, yeah, Nier came out and that was this is all that's all I've been playing it's Thursday. <laughs> I was in New Zealand beautiful place you know it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I, I, I i never played the original so i was uh
0: is it polished and runs yeah you away? know
1: it, it runs at i think it's 60 I mean, i'm pretty sure it's 60 frames and it's but it's only like 1080 okay and it's it, it's a ps4 game you know xbox game so yeah 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 uh it, it's, it's it's not like it, he calls it a different version you know yokotaro or whatever his name is and and it, it's not like a crazy it's way better. If you look at like the videos, I mean, there's no comparison and it's great Yeah, um, compared to the
0: original. You mean? Yeah, Yeah.
1: Like automata was top five for me last gen. So yeah. I've been waiting for this one for a little while. It's awesome. It's a little slow at the beginning, but you know, other than that, cool. That's it, man.
0: Very cool. By the way, uh, Losi, uh, I forgot he's from Nigeria. So good to see you live, man. That's awesome. Nice. Thanks for joining us.
1: Nigeria.
0: Yeah, man. We've had a couple people kind of talk in that are like way out there in other countries to us, which is awesome. awesome you know, man, we love it. Awesome. So guys, what have you been playing, man? What's good? Forte, anything good? Yeah.
2: So um, usual stuff for me. Um, I, I just got through pretty much. I still play Outriders off and on. Yeah. Okay. Um, Most of the people I play with, either their inventory is bugged at this moment and they (laughs) they refuse to go into the game, shout out to Cognito, Um, (laughs) or uh, just – just different time periods because everybody's on different platforms and stuff so uh, I still jump in on that then I've been playing a lot of NBA uh, me and Diller have been going a lot into that um, in yeah. a co-op aspect um, jumping back and forth between Octopath Traveler I beat it on a switch already but I'm an achievement junkie when it comes to that game and everybody keeps saying well you ain't play Octopath I was like okay I'm gonna have to get these trophies or these <laughs> achievements on Xbox so I can prove that I played it but um, so I do that and then um, I've been playing a lot of uh, Minecraft Dungeons with my daughter because she's okay. like super into minecraft now and um That's i tried cool. trying to get her off of um roblox it, it's not working too well <laughs> it's not
4: working too well
2: but but if, if i say minecraft she'll jump on and play that with me uh so we've been doing that as um as a tandem and then me and slow-mo will be doing a stream on tuesday i believe and we're gonna be playing uh it takes two Oh, so, nice. So that's, that's an awesome game, man. Yeah, that's what we're going to be doing and then honestly I'm just waiting for legendary edition to come out so I can Yeah, man. It, I can enjoy everything all over again and, and pray that they fix every problem that Mass Effect 1 had. Yeah.
0: So now you can you can come to the realization of the brilliance of mm-hmm. Mass Effect 1.
2: I don't care what they do to Mass Effect 1, it still won't be better than 2. <laughs> There's nothing they can do to 1. 2 the the problem with 1 for me, the problem with one was just the pacing of it. Um yeah. everything just seemed to take longer than it needed to. And and granted, some of that stuff's gonna get fixed with the update. Like, why am I in the elevator for <laughs> sure. Two minutes. Why yeah. am I in the city of for five hours when I don't need to be there that long? And um, why do I have to scan all these planets and it don't work half the time? And why are these <laughs> planets <laughs> emptier <laughs> than dirt itself with nothing on them? Um, and why does it and why you know we're not gonna I'm not gonna beat down on you on it because yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed my time. I just give it I give it crap because I enjoyed my time in that game. Um, it was worth the 32 hours just to progress through the whole story because I feel like if you haven't played all three of them, you really don't have an understanding. Well, you you probably have an understanding, but you don't have a true like grasp of what that game meant from beginning to end. Yeah. Yeah. And fair. that and that's why the end of three meant so much to me, even though, and I didn't too much care about the controversy around how it ended. I felt like the ending of three ended when you got a chance to walk up to that, um, that building and go on the Holocaust and talk to all your team, all your old, um, uh, crewmates. Yeah. And you had that individual <clears throat> conversation with all of them. And to me, that was kind of the end of the game for me. It was just at that point, finishing out what you started out to do in the beginning. And, um, that's where that landed for me. So gotcha. That game right there, literally, that's I will there's nothing else even on my plate. Resident Evil might not get played. Nothing no? else is gonna get nothing. No, it will it will get played, but it will be after Mass <laughs> oh, Effect. Oh, you mean that Ma-
0: okay? Mass Effect takes precedence above oh, all yeah, oh, yeah
2: all yeah. that. Cause gotcha. I'm going from one to two to three and I'm not stopping.
0: Nice. That's awesome. I'm man. I've got the uh, I got the shepherd helmet. It shipped on Thursday. Can't wait. When, for that. when does
1: it come out? The 29th? Is that 14th? Right? No, oh, it comes in May. Okay. It's soon. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's soon. Um, by the way, uh, good to see everyone in chat, man. We got Lady in the house. We got Livin' Split Screen. What's going on, Rain? Or soul? I don't know which one of you that is. Um, and wise old gamers here. I've called in back up. Thank you, wise old gamer. <laughs> you are clearly wise. Hold on.
1: I gotta get back here and block. Clearly
0: wise. <laughs> but um Kyle, what
3: you been up to, man? you Any, playing anything good? Yeah, uh, other than the show, which I, I'm still plugging away at, um, I'm a big fan of sad, emotional indies, okay. and so I <laughs> <laughs> like if you go on my Twitter, there's a video of me I, cr- crying into the end of the first tree, um, which is a game that came out a couple years ago. It's a it's a story about a a man recalling his dream of this fox and you're playing as uh, this fox and he's just talking about his relationship with his father and how he wished he had more time with it and it it gets really deep and the end has a uh, journey like hook to it which uh, blew me away it made the sobbing even worse Um, it's only like a two, two and a half hour game, it's a pretty short experience Um, the controls aren't like super tight they're, they're float. The fox is floaty and you double jump and it doesn't look or feel great as far as like <laughs> controlling it, but it's a beautiful game. The music m- takes it extra. So I played that. Um, and then I played Emily's Away 3. I don't know if anyone's a- aware of the Emily's Away series, but uh, they're all like, they're kind of like the American horror story kind of thing where the actors oh, play right. different roles. Like yeah. they're all self contained, but it's all the like a throwback to. The first two were on AIM Instant Messenger, where you would wow. talk to uh, this girl in high school. You're both in high school. You're talking to this girl and trying to, like, get her to fall in love with you, pretty much. And you you have to, to like, do that. I didn't need a game for it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but you would. It, it does the thing where you have to – it's all, like, a telltale kind of, like, story-based thing. So you would pick an option to what to respond. Yeah. And then instead of it just auto-doing it for you, you actually have to type – on the keyboard. And as you okay. type, the message goes through. Um, and it's, it's fantastic. Three is um, at the start of Facebook. So <laughs> okay. it's using Facebook messenger and, and the old school walls and like <laughs> posting pictures and poking people. And That's pretty it, crazy. when I, when I tell you, I fell in love for, with this, Emily, <laughs> I, a digital human being that I, I, the, the love and the, the, a relationship that we had felt so freaking real that at the end of the game when she spoiler alert you'd never really get with Emily in the game she always breaks your heart but when she broke my heart man it hurt real bad it felt <laughs> so real um also a single single person developed game it's incredible okay. he made his own version of YouTube with like the classics of chocolate rain in there and awesome. and uh <laughs> fake comments underneath and real playlists of cool. nostalgic songs and stuff it's really fantastic i highly recommend that
0: that sounds really yeah. crazy yeah very cool yeah. um by the way lady shouted out gris which dan i know you love too love that game yeah um very cool i, I never got around to playing and i need to uh mo oh, in the house you. Yeah, I know. I just haven't gotten, you know, me, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mo in the house, 999 Super Chat. Thanks, brother. Happy Saturday, boys. Hope you have a wonderful show. Forte representing Michigan. Love to see it. Cheers to the guys and everyone watching. Nice. It's cold
2: up here in Michigan right now in April.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's usually cold in Michigan, isn't it? <laughs> no.
2: Man, Michigan just don't know how to make his mind up. That's all it is. Fair yeah, enough. It literally yeah, sounds snowed, like Kansas. It, it literally <laughs> snowed two days ago. I was like, what? <laughs> and then where I remember we where. I, then I remember where I lived. So I was yeah. like, "Oh, okay, never mind."
1: We yeah. had yeah, snow the other morning, and it was gone in three hours. I took, yeah. a, I took, hey, I literally took a picture. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. it was ridiculous. It
4: was
1: so, nuts.
0: anyway, let's jump into the let's jump into the news, boys, because we got a lot to talk about. So we're gonna let's start on the Xbox side. Um, so a few kind of big things came out this week, and that I want to touch on and kind of hear your thoughts on. So first uh game pass and I, I feel like we can't go a week without talking about game pass but that's just the nature of the industry right now i think with the impact it's having so we learned this week and jez confirmed uh that you know they've passed 23 million active subscribers as of april uh if you go back and look microsoft reported 18 million in january about the third week of january and so what that means of course is they've gained 5 million new subs in a quarter um and that is really you know we don't know the level of impact Outriders and MLB had on that or what have you, but matter of fact, stands 23 million subs. They're going at 5 million a quarter. And that's before, as we've already discussed on the show many times, right? That's before they've even gotten to their big first party releases. Right. And it's before any, what we would call kind of major AAA deals, right? Like I think Outriders and MLB are, they're big games, they're popular games, but they're not blockbusters. You know what I mean? They're not, the potential Battlefield Six we talked about um, previously. So, um, guys, I, I you know you're both first time guests, uh, and Kyle, especially from your perspective being a PlayStation guy, because I know I've talked about this with Joe too. It's just a different perspective, but you know we've talked many times around Game Pass, basically this acceleration of their subscriber count. Is starting to look an awful lot like what we've seen out of other services and other industries, right? If you go back and look at Netflix, you go back and look at Spotify, you look at Disney Plus, all these other ones, right? This curve is the same, um, and it's starting to see that acceleration. And I can only imagine what's going to happen as we've said before, when these other things start to hit and it compounds. So, what are your guys' thoughts on on this? Do you think you know Outriders and MLB was part of that, um, and and do you think are you in the same camp where, with a lot of us, which is, look, this escalation is only going to accelerate as the year goes on. Titles like Halo Infinite drop, any other big third-party deals, and obviously, well into the future with the the big first-party stuff that's coming. Forte, um, I'll start with you, man. <laughs>
2: Um yeah I do think um, those games help because working in retail and seeing people walk into the store and cancel their pre-orders because it's in Game Pass showed me that it works <laughs> okay <laughs> It showed me that it worked you know cuz up until this point a lot of people still didn't know about game pass. Uh, I know it put it on a front and center on your dashboard if you're not subscribed to it. So it's not like people don't see it. They just don't pay attention to it. But um, I do. I always tell people that us being the, um, the hardcore, we have the loudest voice. And when we are happy and we're excited about something and we're talking about a lot that kind of trickles down throughout the, the rank and file when it comes to just the casual base and everything And then they start paying attention then then once we start talking about it then mainstay new media starts talking about it and then that's where it really triggers out to a lot of people because i had a couple people walk into the store and i asked i say how did you find out about it they said yeah i was on ign or something like that and they were talking about how it was in game pass and how it's crazy how a playstation game that's developed by a playstation studio is going to be less money on an xbox platform and I, if you got Game Pass, you would be crazy not to just get it on Xbox. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, it was finally that tipping point where I think um, it hit, like, this mass appeal. I think, that, I think MLB probably had more to do with it just because it was just a shock in the system. It sure. was something that nobody thought would happen. It was like, okay, how did this happen? Why did it happen? And all this other stuff. So the intrigue around that kind of like push game pass into another stratosphere. People that had both systems decided to get it on Xbox. Shout out to Mooch. He actually was the person that was going to buy it on PlayStation, ended up buying on Xbox, ended up doing the same thing for, uh, outriders. It was going to be a day one purchase on PlayStation, I got game pass. Why would I pay for it? So I think that is something that you're starting to see uh, truly happen. Now I'm starting to see people coming into the store, buying three month uh, memberships to uh, game pass. So sure. the misnomer of people thinking that everybody's on the dollar deal, uh, even though if you're on a dollar deal, you're on a dollar, I'm on a dollar deal for three years.
0: So it don't matter. I don't care. <laughs> as, as Dan but, and I are too. But yeah, I think that that's becoming the minority, right?
2: That's become yeah, we're yeah. we're we're definitely becoming a minority on that. Yeah. Most of us didn't go out and spend $180 up front and then put a dollar on top of it. So, <laughs> you know, that was not the norm for everybody. So I do think that this is something that is uh, definitely going to continue because I think the fact that games like Battlefield being um rumored to be in there which to me would be amazing because that's like literally my third favorite franchise of all time okay and i think that is something that would definitely push that needle forward and microsoft is just doing what they need to do because let's be for real when it comes to casuals third party games are the ones that move the needle the most first party gets you in the door third party is the ones that keep you there so if they can get if they can continually put games like outriders or mlb something big every month to keep people wanting to be inside that service then this number just going to keep going up and up and like you said earlier this is without them having any top tier things basically until halo comes out we don't know what else is first party that's going to release this year there's rumors about um there's rumors about um cyber not cyber starfield Starfield, yes yeah, rumors about Starfield. There's rumors that we might get Forza sometime coming up. We don't know, but we do know Halo's coming, and that's all we know about. Yeah. And what's gonna happen when Halo finally hits that service? Now they they did drop pay the paywall for Xbox Live Go, so it's not gonna fuck the multiplayer, but ultimately people are gonna probably choose to just be in the subscription and buy the game at full price. Because if if you can find two to three games that's coming out through a calendar year that you want to play. Gay pass is a note is like literally the option you should be going with.
0: Yeah. It's a no brainer at that point. It pays for itself. Right. And exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, completely agree. I saw, uh, Enrique mentioned, you know, they could be 30 million by year end. And I, I honestly, I'm even more aggressive on that. I think with yeah. halo and potential other third party deals, I think they're going to hit 35. Um, because if you just, you know, do the math right there at 23, they did 5 million in the first quarter. If they do 5 million, each of the remaining third quarters, that already puts them at 38. um, But, you know, that could accelerate even faster, like we said, depending on the deal. So, uh, Kyle, man, I, you know, I've talked with Joe a lot on this, talked with other people who aren't necessarily, you know, kind of huge in the Game Pass or the Xbox ecosystem. But I think it's a very interesting just market disruption, right? Right, right, right now is what I was trying to say. Um, And I know the big topic for a while has been, does PlayStation do something like this? How do they compete? What do they do? And we don't have to get into all that because Mm. we've discussed it. But I mean, what are your thoughts from a kind of, for lack of a better phrase, outside perspective yeah. into a service like Game Pass and how it's performing. I think it's phenomenal.
3: I I, I love what Game Pass is doing uh, to get as many games in people's hands in a way easier way and a way a affor- more affordable way. Um, I do think uh, a, a lot of this big surge is actually from ML- MLB The Show okay. because it they didn't have a baseball game. They had yeah, RBI, true. and that game is not great. At all, it's not. It's not a. never be the show quality thing. You I'm. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. That's tried. a shell of a baseball game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, like I think a lot of people saw that, and, and it's. Seventy dollars on PS5, I think, or or unless it's cross gen, so maybe it's yeah. The the next gen is seventy, right? And it's on
0: Xbox too. Yeah.
3: So like, but why? Yeah. Again, why would you buy it physically if you can just get on Game Pass, especially if you're not a baseball fan and you want to you want to see what it's all about and get Game Pass and and check it out? Yeah. Um, I mean, not
0: not to interrupt you, but we we have a season gaming league going, and I think we have fifteen or sixteen teams, and I I I will say. Twelve or thirteen of those are only in it because of Game Pass. Hell oh, yeah! Like they That's weren't going to awesome. buy the game otherwise. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah,
3: so uh, it's uh, like I love what Game Pass is doing. I, I I even love what they're doing for like indie games, right? Yes. Like yes. Tunic, She Dreams Elsewhere, I believe is also coming to Game Pass at some point this year. Yeah. Like those are big gets. They're probably not going to move the needle and like cause people to subscribe, but I think it will it's a great benefit for those people that really dive into the library that is on game pass. Cause yes. a lot of people just go and see those big titles up front, but they don't really go through the list. Like uh, I played a bunch of games on game pass for my PC. Cause that's the only way I can play them. And like streets of rage four, I believe is on there, yes, which is, is rad mm-hmm. uh, sunset overdrive. Like there are, there are great titles in there that will, fill in the gaps between like the big releases yeah, exactly. for other other on other consoles so
2: yeah. i think
3: it's fantastic
2: yeah and, and to add to that you you kind of can forget, you kind of forget about the fact that you also have ea play a part of it yeah. which gives you 10 hour early access to every game that they release plus everything that's in their vote and if you look at their vote usually when in six to seven months of a game coming out they're available inside that vote yep. so It's like if you're a person that just plays, like, one or two games and you like to dabble in, like, this other stuff later on and you can wait for your games to come out, Game Pass is, like, amazing for people like that.
0: No doubt. No doubt. And I know, you know, one of the things Dan and I have discussed, too, especially, you know, we're going to see MLB probably in the coming months, see what those numbers look like. But for sports games, too, the conversation we've had previously, right, is that, whether it be FIFA, Madden, MLB, what have you, a, a huge part, probably the majority chunk of the revenue from those games is from the ultimate team modes, right? Or the mm-hmm. dynasty mode and MLB. Absolutely. And and to, to make more money from that, you got to get people in the door. So the, the fastest way in the market right now to get people playing your game is Game Pass. Yep. Um, and it just, it seems like a perfect fit with the EA partnership. I will not be surprised to see I've said before to see sports games start coming, you know, To that level, especially games that don't have necessarily the huge audience like FIFA globally is ridiculous. Right. But something like, say, the new PGA Tour golf might be a perfect fit to get more people in the door and playing that game where they're going to spend a little extra money. You know, and I think, you know, it's already in the statistics. It's proven that people who play a game in Game Pass will actually then spend more inside the game. Uh, yes. and you know, we typically attribute that to, it's almost feeling like you got the game for free. So you don't mind mm-hmm. spending 10 bucks or 15 bucks in the game. You know what I mean? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to that's
3: how I would play Madden in the future. Yeah. On game pass, just game because like, the same thing. Yeah, I'm tired of spending full price for that game and they barely update it. It is, yeah.
0: a, it, it's not.
3: It's not what I want from Madden anymore. It doesn't feel like what Madden used to feel like. So if that's on Game Pass, that's a that's a no-brainer. You're saving yourself 60, 70 bucks right there. Yep.
4: Yeah,
2: this this might be the bit the closest we get to the thing we always said sports games should be in the subscription service that you literally just get <laughs> updated every year. And yeah. we might be getting closer to that now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> I think you're right. Dan and I were literally DMing that the other day to each other, that exact yeah. sentiment.
1: Yeah. I mean they they I, I think I said something about they need to take like do it like every other year, you know, mm-hmm. with all these sports games, you know, make MLB like 22, 23 or Madden 20, you know, whatever it is that gives the devs a little bit more time. You're not going to mm-hmm. bring in, you're not going to do like a Call of Duty thing where you bring in, you know, uh, two other studios where you're constantly rotating on this three year cycle. But if you, you know, you can update it and it's been proven with all these games. Fortnite a good example you know, or Warzone, really, you know, you, you can continue to update it, continue pr- to provide, you know, players with new experiences, you know, without having to, you know, sacrifice, you know, the, the quality of the game. Cause you know, I mean, you look at the show and it kind of, it looks good. Don't get me wrong, but it looks Mm. pretty much the same as last year. If you gave them another year, maybe we could see some, you know, a little bit more improvement in that that area. You know, I, I just wish they would do that. And then, you know, if you put that stuff on game pass, that numbers, you might be low, Ains. I mean, Madden would destroy the subscription yeah, number no doubt, especially in and, the U S right. Yeah. Especially in yeah. the U S and then FIFA worldwide, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're going to, it's going to be, it'd be insane. So, I mean, it, I think MLB, you know, I said this before, you know, it's going to be kind of that, you know, it's, it, it people will, or the, the companies will be able to look at it and go, okay, this is what we made off of it, you know, through the microtransactions to the ultimate team or, or, or uh, the, the packs same. or whatever stubs. Yeah. The dynasty stuff. Um yeah. And and it'll be a good barometer for other, you know, companies going forward. So I hope that's the route they take. You know, for me personally, I mean, that's going to be awesome. Um, yes. I, mean, I literally bought Madden 21 two days before it got announced that it was coming to Game Pass. <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch. And and it was it was you know. But if I never have to worry about that again, I'll play it every year. You know, and yeah. and you know, that they, they can supplement any kind of income. That they sell or make off just the base game because usually with like a Madden, it's on sale like a month or two later, yeah, you know, exactly. for like half price, yeah. you know. So you know that they they just want to get people in the door. So this is, a, I think, that's what Game Pass provides. You know, you can really get those people in and then suck the money, you know, right out <laughs> from their wallets. So I, I, I'm I'm happy to see this because this means you know as it's growing, you know, we're all benefiting from it you know, and they're going to continue to put hopefully more into it, you know, and that's, that's what we said that before too, you know, we want to continue to see these, these third party deals, you know, while we're waiting on those big first party games, we want to see, you know, cause you've got to keep the momentum going. You've got a tremendous amount of momentum right now. And if, you know, you don't want to lose it because one misstep we've seen it happen both sides before.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And then all
1: of a sudden the narrative changes again, you know, and, and people are going, oh well, you know, you don't want to see that. You've got tremendous momentum, and not from like a, a console war standpoint, but just from you know your brand, Mind share. Yeah, right. That's what you want, and yeah. I think they're doing a very good job with that. You know, like you said, for I'm in the Game Pass for, you know, three years, if not more. I've got a, like I said before, a doc. <laughs> that's got just codes that I got for super cheap, you know, and it, it's just, it's just full of them. And I, I you know, that, that's, that's what I'm going to do, you know, and, and if I don't have to, you know, pay full price for these games, I wasn't going to buy MLB this year or, uh, or, uh, writers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's yeah. a there's 120 bucks, 130 bucks right yeah. there, right at the back. yeah, I,
2: yeah. I think, uh, and I think Kid Smooth said this a while ago on uh, Weapon Will. He was talking about the benefits of Game Pass, and some people don't really think about it this way. Uh, game Pass basically helps you save money on the, on other games that you particularly want to go out and buy. Sure. How many people have Xboxes and uh, Playstations that want to buy a Returnal, but it's a seventy dollars game, and they probably wanted to play Outriders, they probably wanted to buy MLB. But they have an Xbox. But guess what? If they have Game Pass, they literally just saved one hundred and twenty bucks, yep. and maybe, and maybe Returner will get picked up now. So I think the money that you had allocated to games really doesn't change you still are going to spend pretty much probably the same amount of money you were going to spend before. If it's not on the game, it might be on another controller. It could be on a headset like all these I have over here now. <laughs> Cause that's pretty much where all my extra gaming money has went to buy just different headsets. I have a, X, a headset for each system now. But, it, <laughs> it's like, but I do think games like Returnal will get bought. I think games like Resident Evil, even though they probably would have got bought anyway, it will probably get bought day one now by some people on Xbox just because... They saved 120 bucks over the last month. So I think that's where Game Pass really, truly shines at. Because trust me, Xbox is still making money off these games on the back end, too. They still selling them for 60, 70 bucks on the system.
0: Well, we we saw both Outriders and MLB were number one sellers on the Xbox marketplace, which is exactly, you know, it's yeah, it's crazy. Um, by the way, I think we all agree with Walt here. We need a competitor for Madden. Get NFL yes. 2K back in the house. Yes, mm. we are. Wait,
2: wait. We got NCAA football coming back next That's year. So that is the better version of football. Let's be. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best version of Matt of NFL football from EA. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. I just want a proper
3: career mode in a Madden in a football game,
0: she like be NBA
3: luck. 2K or MLB The Show road To The Show. That's what I want.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we got a few other uh, kind of big Xbox things this week, too. Uh, they You touched on it, Forte, but they re- finally permanently removed the paywall, right? The Xbox Live Gold requirement for multiplayer, party chat, looking for group, which is awesome. We all knew they were going to do that before Halo Infinite releases. I mean, that's a no-brainer, right? Because with the free-to-play multiplayer uh, component of that, they want as many people as possible playing Halo on day one. Um, we also got FPS boost. People were asking when were we going to get more games for FPS boost. We saw 13 more games this week, 12 of the 13 now running 120 frames, which is, I don't know if you guys have played games with FPS boost, but it's freaking amazing. It's amazing. It literally transformed. And I talked about this, but Prey and Fallout 4 are like brand new games. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. So, and then uh, also the cloud streaming. We finally got the beta for the um, iOS and PC browser-based xCloud which is very cool. I don't know about you guys. I got the email this morning. Finally, I was actually delayed on it. I was kind of pissed. I didn't get one yet, but I got it this morning. So get to try it out now. But, yeah, I uh, just
1: got one too. I was like, I don't even have an iOS device. I guess I can use my laptop to stream it, but why would I do that when I've got...
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. It's stuff. more of, you know, for people who are out there and or waiting on iOS, like you said, because I, I don't have Android. So yeah, I've been waiting to check this out. So very cool. But I mean, you guys can throw in your thoughts where where you want on these on these topics, but I mean, just Xbox in general for the past what several weeks, it just feels on a news front. There's something every week that they are just delivering on uh, that that keeps that to your point, Dan, mind share, right? There's just that constant mind share and discussion point around Xbox right now, and and uh, overwhelmingly positive for the first time in a long <laughs> time. You know, I think they're just they're, they're turn, they've turned that corner in a way.
1: Yeah, just keep bringing me my stuff. That's all I care about. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm not going anywhere, you know, Sony. I'm not going anywhere, you know, I don't care what they do, you know, and there's gonna, always going to be games on both systems, yes. but I'm always about the value. Bring me, you know, if I can get stuff for less or save me some money somewhere, fine. Like it doesn't really matter to me because yeah. I don't play online. So, you know, it it's not going to matter like where my friends are or anything. You know, I'm just going to play. I'll do really, that yeah i was really hoping that you know near was going to come to game pass like you know they announced like the day before i'm still i'm still you know optimistic about you know BioMutant, which we'll talk about later you know kind of coming i want to i want to see that's the kind of stuff i want to see start coming to there and start you know then i can start seeing my my sub just you know grow in value you know but you know don't get me wrong like there were you know ratchet and clank ragnarok the new horizon those are going to be day one plays of as course. well. Of course, yeah, yeah. Returnal, everything I see from it looks awesome.
0: Every, every time there's a – so <laughs> yeah. I'm really pumped let's, for Returnal. Uh, I can't wait to play it. I'm actually off of work next Friday. Like, I'm pumped for it. Um, but every time I see a comment that there's no difficulty slider in the game and that it's hard, I send it to Dan. Oh, like, my oh God.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of not a, ready for <laughs> it either. Like, I'm <laughs> waiting to see, like, how hard this is before I actually – because it looks awesome, and it looks really, really fun. And I just – but, man, I know I I will throw something. So <laughs> I'm trying to – I'm, Man, we, I'm, got a, I'm we got
0: a, a bunch of faces in the chat. Sorry to interrupt you, Dan. Hey, keep Peanut, Peanut Brooks. We got Yosemite in the house. Kemo, what's going on, everyone? Good to see you. Yosemite.
2: Those, just remember those dual sense controllers. I know, controllers I always say Yosemite money, just for fun. Say it again, Forte, sorry. No, I said just remember, um, Dan, those dual sense controllers cost a lot of money. <laughs> I got two of them. I'm good. Just remember, good. you don't want to buy two more, though. No, I do not. I think I, I actually not.
3: broke one uh, playing the show, actually. Oh really? I, I do. I do the thing that I think we all did as kids playing Pokemon. You hold down the button to really mm. catch the Pokemon. Yeah. When I swing the bat, I press real hard on the button. <laughs> I think one of the, one of the X button is uh is stuck a little bit. So. Hey, how, how <laughs> is how is great. the
1: how is the haptics on that? I I, I heard that it's was pretty cool.
3: It's pretty cool. Uh, when you hit a perfect, perfect, like timing wise, uh, mm-hmm. it rumbles to let you know that you you got a real good hold of it, um. Nothing mm-hmm. t- else, like, too crazy. Like, there's no adaptive triggers or anything. Okay. Like, okay. like,
1: it's like, okay.
0: really. I can't wait. Of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that it, sounds yeah. like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Excited nice, for. But, yeah, man, Any uh, I see a lot of people in chat talking about Titanfall 2 running at 120, <laughs> which is cool to see. There's been a lot of conversation that's kind of come up again. Is about that
2: Titanfall. the whole game? Multiplayer and single player run at yeah. 120. Oh, I got to play that again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I got to play
2: that again. It's already the best single player first person shooter ever. It's
0: great campaign. Fantastic.
2: Play that again. I've been playing a lot of Battlefield. Bat- Listen, man, Battlefield 4 is literally my favorite Battlefield game. And we're playing that at 120 feels like the PC version.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Wow. I was
2: like I can't believe that like what were we playing t- t- 10
0: years ago?
3: <laughs> I don't know. I was, I used to be somebody that didn't care about frames cuz I didn't think I would see a notice until <laughs> I played Miles Morales yeah. and I switched between uh uh graphics to yeah. performance mode and my god it's like my third eye opened up I'm like <laughs> oh my god this it's is crazy, so man. smooth
0: control was it's like great. that on PS5 control too yeah. Yeah, yeah nuts I mean I, I switched back to the ray tracing mode for like I must have lasted 15 seconds I was like I mean, no no I'm good give me my, my 60 frames yeah. back
2: my eyes cannot compute 30 <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this anymore <laughs> and
3: do that's do why I'm anymore. happy a lot of games are now going to be like 4k 60 no doubt like yeah. the
0: standard 100 percent. Yeah. Titanfall 2 at 120 Hertz feels just as nice as it does on PC, to your point as well, Uh, Forte, um, about Battlefield 4. Same thing, right? Dano, what's up, man? Good to see you, as always. All right, guys, why don't we jump over to some PlayStation news? Um, So this week, uh, you know, the PlayStation's gotten a little flack lately because of just being quiet, right? Or saying the wrong thing or what was perceived as the wrong thing at the time. Um, But we got a couple things this week which are pretty exciting, right? So Jim Ryan, um, a new interview with him. And he chose to talk more about where PlayStation is investing and what they're working on. Um, and he he made it pretty clear that, hey, um, just because I don't think they're shouting from the rooftops, right? There's a lot of investment going on in in studio growth and uh, new tr- what he said, new AAA experiences. And he specifically called out that there'll be more exclusives than any other ge- uh, PlayStation generation, which it's a bold statement, right? I mean, they're, they're, that's what PlayStation's hung their hat on for uh, the past several years. So that's a that's a big statement. Uh, they did announce a new multiplayer IP as well from a studio called Firewalk Studios. Um, this is a new studio that was founded in 2018. So this is kind of their first game, but it is a studio with nearly a 100 people uh, and veterans of franchises like Destiny, Halo, Battlefield, and more. So, you know, you get the right talent, you get the right support from PlayStation and funding, and uh, that could be really interesting to watch. I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, we've kind of mentioned a few times already, but Returnal, uh, you know, previews are out there. Some of the early copies, we'll see reviews this week, of course, but it's previewing very well, seeing a lot of positive commentary around it. Um, Just kind of everything we wanted to hear, right? That it's uh, fluid and gorgeous and has unique ideas and uh, very replayable. I think the thing for me, kind of hearing AAA roguelike, it's like, okay, well, how are you combining those elements? But it sounds like they've nailed it. And I I honestly didn't doubt house Mark. They're a fantastic studio. So, um, you know, just really pumped about that. So it, it felt if the prior few weeks kind of felt like, um, PlayStation was kind of lost this week, seemed to bring them kind of back into the limelight with some good news. So where are you guys at on these things, man? Kyle, I'll start with you just because <laughs> you're the, you're the PlayStation guy. So, uh,
3: just, I, I want to start off with shout out to house Mark. I am, I can't be more happy for that studio. Yeah. Uh, Super talented, and I'm glad that the risk that they took to make a triple A third person over the shoulder kind of game, which still feels and looks like it's keeping the arcadey roots that it's known for, yeah, and that it seems to have um paid off for them as far as like the quality of the game. I can't be happier, I cannot wait for next week to get my hands on that. No um, I loved this news, it, it, it was a little overwhelming each and every week on the turf room talking about like why isn't playstation talking like they are losing ground like dan mentioned before the whole mind share that xbox has been having like pretty consistently and like where's playstation at when it comes to this and then jim ryan there were there are a couple articles of him just basically laying it out and it's very exciting and i think we did already see this a little bit just it hasn't was it wasn't it hasn't been confirmed from anyone. Like if you look at when the PlayStation five was first shown off, there are so many new and smaller indie games that are exclusive to that console, right? Stray Bugsnax, jet, the far shore, goodbye. Volcano high. Um, I'm missing a big one there. Why am I blanking? Oh, Kina, <laughs> like, Kena, yeah. like these smaller, like ho- not like confirmed confirmed but like looking like console exclusives the square Enix timed exclusive yeah like yeah. Forspoken, spoken made exclusively for the two years. PS5
0: yeah two year exclusive which is final not-
3: fantasy 16 i Another- mean before Bethesda was bought out deathloop and, and ghostwire so yeah. the the idea of them reaching out and getting other studios for exclusive stuff has been there, but it's nice to see a confirmation of that and it's going to continue. Cause I think that's wise. I personally was not all that worried about that Jason Schreier article when they were talking about their PlayStation studios are just going to be, blockbuster games like that's what i love from for playstation that's why i stay on playstation i play those blockbuster AAA, quadruple a whatever you want to call them <laughs> horizon uncharted last of us the like infamous yeah. horizon that's why i play playstation and the fact that they're going to still invest in those games and those ips and make them even bigger and better i'm 100% okay with that and the firewalk studios news is yeah. huge the one thing I've been saying for a long time on the trophy room is that PlayStation doesn't have a first person shooter in their exclusive lineup. And the pedigree of the the studios they have, uh, behind it or the people that worked on these other games has me so excited. It, this closer to getting a resistance level type of game on PlayStation <laughs> again, that would yeah. make me very, very happy.
0: I really want to, it's one of those IPs. I always loved resistance. I, I liked resistance a lot more than I liked Killzone. Um, oh, Um, and for I, sure. Yeah. And I, I, would just love to see that come back. Never mind, Insomniac is just such a talented studio. They, I'm sure they could bring that back. So yeah, but no, I think you're right. I think, um, you know, whatever you think of Jason Schreier and the articles he puts out, without a doubt, there's a, he always has kind of a flammatory angle, right? You know, it's it's trying to cause conversation and or controversy to some degree. Um, And I think, uh, you know, until Sony has proven time and time again that they will deliver when the time comes. Um, And so I think, you know, until they stop doing that, uh, we have need to have a little more faith. Now, they've had some blunders here in the start of this generation, I would say. Um, but we know there's good stuff coming, and there's good stuff coming even in the short term. We just said, right? Yeah. We got Returnal. We got Ratchet and Clank. Uh, Deathloop's back to August now, but still, you know, I'm pumped about that game too.
3: And, and the other little fear from that article and, like, surrounding that was that they're moving away from Japanese-made games. Yeah. Uh, especially with, like, the... Um, Sony Japan, Japan Studio. Studios being like yeah. reworked and just absorbed into Team Asobi the yeah. the news of them financing and putting money into the Asobu uh, program where there it's just a gr- grassroots is not the right word but a group of of people that are uplifting indie Japanese made games over there and PlayStation is like the sponsor for them now. Mm -hmm. So that that's super cool too. Of getting like Japanese creative brand new
0: IP indie games for
3: their, their system. That's fantastic.
2: Yeah.
0: By the way, (laughs) Forte Rodimus said, uh, this is funny. He said, I need you to have your Xbox and your (laughs) screenshot. Cause I said, (laughs) "It is. it is right there. Look, just because the PS5 takes up half the screen, you know what I mean?
2: I literally, (laughs) as soon as I saw it, I said, let me go see my Xbox is hooked up to my 4K TV in the other, in like the other side of our basement in the other room. So my PlayStation I have hooked because I was capturing gameplay on my PC for PlayStation, that's why that's there. So I saw it, I was like, I guess I'll go get my Xbox. (laughs) Just just sit it right here on the desk.
0: (laughs) But um, where are you at on this stuff, man? Uh, Forte, like um, you know, are you you still in the? And you have some insight in here, right? Because I mean, yeah. you see what people are buying and their trends and the things that kind of happen on the, especially in the physical marketplace. So what uh, you know, how are you feeling about where PlayStation PlayStation has stood over the past several weeks or months? Um, and and this new news, you know, around kind of to Kyle's point, building a multiplayer IP and kind of doubling down on the uh, exclusive talk.
2: So. Multiplayer IP for X for PlayStation is something I always felt like they needed. Um, so yeah. seeing the the level of talent of the developers, uh, we don't know exactly what developers and stuff, but seeing from all these different Steam studios that they're actually gonna be a part of this game and forming this studio is a really good, um, really good thing. Who knows what it can be? They were they were tweeting out um SOCOM and stuff like that. And I'm sitting there <laughs> like, are, are we are we really gonna finally get SOCOM back? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because you know, SOCOM was like the birth of PlayStation on PS. Yeah,
0: SOCOM was a religion at a time. I it mean, it was a religion. Yeah,
2: it, yeah. I was, I was like, so if we can get anything, I think that's the one thing that PlayStation is always, even though they have first, I mean, third per, third party games that really quenched that for um PlayStation when it comes to like Call of Duty and stuff like that. Yeah. I always felt like they needed to have that one thing so they could say that's not lacking for us anymore. Just like how Xbox went out and said we're not lacking in a RPG. Area yeah. anymore. Exactly. That's what I think. Xbox, that's what PlayStation need to do. We're not lacking on our own front when it comes to a shooter. So I think that was a really good thing. Me personally, the last couple of weeks have been um I, I haven't really been worried about PlayStation. It's like because the thing with PlayStation is we, they know they have games coming. They know they have all of these different things that they implemented throughout these generations working for them. They had Spider Man, Miles Morales, and Demon Souls. They had those games in the beginning. They know they got Ratchet and Clank coming out. They know they have MLB and they know they got Returnal coming. I think the problem for a lot of people was the fact that it was just that Xbox was so loud.
0: Yeah, they yeah, were so they're aggressive.
2: They're so loud, and it made it just seemed like, like what are you talking about? What are you going to do, PlayStation? What are you going to do? PlayStation just did what PlayStation normally does. They beat to their own drum like Nintendo and said, we're going to give you the information when we want to. Now, I will say that this was an info dump that I didn't expect. I was like, yo, this is a lot of information in one day. So <laughs> yeah, let's, let's be for real. They were definitely, um, this dump, I feel like was spirit spirited by the fact that Xbox has been so aggressive in their conversation in us what what's going on with game pass what's coming fbs boost we got game stack live that just happened a couple of days yeah. ago so i think all this information coming out for xbox finally compelled them to say instead of dropping one thing or two things we're just gonna drop everything and we're gonna make this a playstation <laughs> day and that's the one thing that i miss about playstation because i miss playstation going out there and let's be real it was funny. They dropped the logo of the PS5 and the internet broke. <laughs> the internet broke when they dropped the logo. We already knew what the logo was going to look like, but they put it up yeah. on the screen. And the, and the internet literally broke. It had 5 million views. just showed up showing a screen. One <laughs> of my
3: favorite videos ever. Literally just backspace, delete the 4, and then type in 5. <laughs> type <Exactly. laughs> That's
2: yeah. all they did. So, so I do think that's the thing that the uh, PlayStation gamer and just us and gamers in general that have both of these systems come to expect from Sony. We're expecting them to always be ahead of the curve when it comes to news and announcements and talking about the things that's been going on with the platform. Now I think it's kind of been a little bit unfair to them a little bit because they, they did have a restructuring of leadership Yep. And they definitely want to make sure that they're on the same page when it comes to that. You know, we don't have shoe. Hey, we don't have Andrew house. We don't have Jack Trenton and stuff no more. So this is well, like a in
3: this. indies now. Well, he's
2: well, that's what I'm saying. Well, he's not the head anymore. Yeah, sure. like he was before. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's in charge of indies and stuff. So I think that's where uh, the disconnect comes. So ultimately I love the fact that they're working on a multiplayer IP. I love the fact that Jim Ryan came out and said that, we're focusing on AAA experiences. You're going to get more AAA games this generation than you've ever gotten before. So I think hearing that for a lot of people really yeah. means I think that kind of quelled a lot of the um, anxiety that a lot of gamers had when it came to what Jim Ryan is doing. But ultimately, it comes down to one thing the games. Once the games start releasing, all of the noise is going to disappear. Returnal, the 17-minute gameplay, even myself, I was skeptical on Returnal because all I saw was chopped and screwed versions of the game running around. And I'm like, okay, roguelike third person over the shoulder, what's that going to look like? I see chopped and screwed versions of the gameplay, like, okay, interesting, but I don't know. I do like House Marquee, House Mark, I mean, but I'm like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) Marquis, that's that's going back. (laughs) Yeah, that's going back. Yeah, House (laughs) Mark. I do like them as a developer, but I say I don't know if I want to spend seventy dollars on this. Is doesn't like it's in my wheelhouse. Do I really care? And then I saw the 17 minute game game, um, play trailer, and I was like, okay, I I think (laughs) I might be buying this day one. So I think that's the thing that they kind of need to just keep doing talk about the things that they're good at, which is the games and let those games be known as soon as possible. You know, Xbox isn't afraid to like tell you about the things that's further out now compared to last generation where they was like, "Huh, oh, well, we don't want to really show you games that's six years out, you know, all the games that Xbox coming out are like three to four years out at this point, it seems like. So PlayStation kind of needs to do the same thing the more. They talk about that stuff, the more people will be more excited. So I think info dumps like this are great. But don't let this be the last time in the next month that you do it. We need to hear this consistently more, and I think that's the thing I love the most that they actually find out, finally came out and did it.
0: Yeah, just kind it's of funny that communication method. That's it all.
2: Fu- it's funny how
3: that kind of ideology has switched from Xbox to PlayStation because <laughs> in, in PS4, like the last few years of it, everyone was was complaining like, stop showing us Spider Man, stop showing us Death Training, stop showing us Days Gone, stop showing us Horizon, just give us a date and whatever it's done. And PlayStation has shifted from that instead of, and other than uh, just saying here, here are all these games that we have in development, look forward to them for the next five years or whatever. They're slowly like holding that back a little bit and just little teases, like the Ragnarok tease, not like full gameplay, whatever, just show it, show us when we're ready and how I like how that flips a little bit. So they, they are listening a little bit. And I, I do think it's funny hearing people like, well, just tell us what, what's coming. Don't, yeah. no. I like the slow burn. I want to be surprised yeah. Yeah, when I'm yeah, yeah. watching a, a E3 presentation, a state of play, and like, oh my god, Final Fantasy Remake 2 looks incredible, even though that's coming, but like whatever Naughty Dog's next game is, and hopefully it's in space. Oh my god, I'm blown away. I don't need to know that <laughs> right up in front. I
2: like, But you presses. know, where that comes from is that comes part of the conversation of Xbox versus PlayStation inside the community. You have the community always loving, like for the most part, loving when PlayStation comes out and talks about these things that are so far out. But then mm. Xbox is like, we're just going to wait till it's sure. ready to show you. So now we see like, yo, PlayStation is doing this and it's in their." having record number sales and they and their fans are happy with the product that they're getting and it entices you to know that four years from now i'm gonna get this system is still gonna be beneficial to me four years from now now granted you're right because as a playstation fan you're tired of that message it's like yo just tell me what's coming now and i can wait on the stuff coming in the future i could be Mm -hmm. surprised for that but xbox doesn't have that um they don't have that time yeah, at all. They they need to let people know what's coming today, tomorrow. What should we see six, two years before the generation ends? Because <laughs> they need to the benefit. They need to they need to basically tell people, why am I buying this system? Because that's the number one thing I always told people with these new systems. Don't buy these systems till they give you a reason to buy it. PlayStation already sold PlayStation 5 two years ago when when God of War came out. With God of War release, I knew I was buying a PS5 day one because I'm a God of War fan. Xbox, on the other hand, Halo was kind of a, eh, depending on how you felt about the gameplay, I loved the gameplay. It didn't look as good as it needed to look, but that kind of soured a lot of gamers' um, taste when it came to what's going on with Xbox. Yeah. Xbox needs to not only show you the benefit of what the what the system could do, they need to tie the games to that, and they need to have this long-term plan and build that out over the course of the generations versus one year. Here's the games coming for next year. And then the next year, here comes the games after that. We need to know kind of a a nice, large window for them.
0: Yeah. 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 By the way, Brett, boss just caught me and another coworker chilling on an extended break while I'm watching the podcast. (laughs) So uh, you can tell your boss to get in chat, man. We'll talk to him.
1: I told him him to like and subscribe. Tell him to subscribe.
0: (laughs) Tell him (laughs)
4: to subscribe. Um.
1: (laughs) you know, yeah, well, you know it, what everybody is saying here is exactly what we need to be hearing because it's just pushing each other that's what yeah. they're doing and yeah yeah exactly you know, and that's that's really the bottom line with this whole thing you know they can talk you know more exclusive they can buy whatever they want i don't care it doesn't matter to me you know just you know i want to see the results and i think that's i think that's kind of what we all are you know we we all want to see what you know is going to come from these acquisitions or these, you know, exclusive deals with third party or first party, whatever it is, you know, I we're going to win. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of what happens. So they can keep doing it. Keep pushing Game Pass. Keep pushing your exclusives. I don't care because each <laughs> one of them is pushing each other. Yeah, and, exactly. And that's it. So That's, that's why I'm awesome. excited
3: for whatever the PlayStation side uh, or version of Game Pass will be. Personally, I would love it to be just called, like, the PlayStation Museum, and that's where backwards-compatible games live. Mm, that's where PS1, PS2, yeah, just go on through, and because yeah. PlayStation has, in my opinion, one of the best libraries of games ever. There's sure. so many classics on there, so just to have them all in there, and play here, experience what made PlayStation PlayStation, I think is exactly what that kind of service would be. I think that would be dope.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, Fons in the chat is, Fons. I saw your few comments, um, you know, he, he's definitely made the point of, you know, PlayStation does need to respond to Game Pass. And I think all of us are kind of agree there. Like, uh, yeah. I'm trying to find the comments, sorry. PlayStation will always bring that exclusive heat. The biggest question is how they will address Game Pass, because the $70 verse Game Pass sub-narrative, which Forte we touched on earlier, right, will grow as Xbox get more multiplies it Absolutely will. And I think I don't think I think we discussed this a few weeks ago, but no doubt that. This generation doesn't continue for years to come without PlayStation actually addressing Game Pass, right? They're going to address it in some form. It's just we're going to have to see what that form is. I I agree with Kyle where you know I I wish, and I've said it before, that I wish PlayStation had a bigger focus on their backwards compatibility and and the PlayStation 1 through 3 generations, right? Because there are a lot of classics there. And I mean, could you imagine if we had a PS1? Or just let's say PlayStation. To your point, a whole PlayStation ecosystem where you could go now with things like Auto HDR and FPS Boost on a bunch of those classic games—that'd be amazing. Mm -hmm. And there's Um, a hint that that's coming
3: too, because there's a patent of them retroactively adding trophies to older games. uh, Yeah,
0: I remember. So like
3: they're 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 working on something over there. I'm just
0: so we'll see. We'll see what that is. I I completely agree, though, with you guys that, yeah, they have to address it. The conversation against Game Pass is going to grow and grow and grow, just as it is. I asked someone the other week because, you know, we've been on this digital versus physical thing for a long time now. Right. And I asked someone uh, last. I think I asked Joe, actually, Kyle. And I said, when's the last time you bought uh, um, a music album digitally? And he's like, I don't know. I just listen to everything on Spotify. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the point. Right um and, and we're seeing that same transition and i think the people who are still waiting to believe this is happening are are behind the curve you know what i mean it's like this is happening right before your eyes and we've seen it in the other industries and how successful it's been i don't know why people think it's not going to work here it's already working yeah. um so it's yeah it's definitely coming pop yeah. in the house ten dollar super chat thank you man thank you sg for being my weekly work entertainment awesome guests as always appreciate all the content from everyone here's to more games thanks brother Appreciate yeah.
2: it. I do I do want to add one more thing to what you just said about why they need to um, combat well, I won't say combat game pass, but at least come up with a solution for what they're gonna to do to kind of talk about that. Can you imagine what this generation would already be if there was no shortage of systems out there and people were yes. able to go out and buy these systems? Mm-hmm. I think PlayStation would be in a way better place because the thing the thing is. People already decide, like I said earlier, they would buy their PlayStation 5. It was, it's already well beyond what Xbox could be right now. But the reason I think they need to they need to do something about it now is because we are in a pandemic and we are we do have scarcity with these systems. And the longer this narrative with Game Pass and the disparity between games and going to PlayStation and Xbox and how that ecosystem works, people are going to start paying more attention to that. And people that are on the fence about buying their next generation system, they you know, they're not super staunched on Xbox and they're not super staunched on PlayStation. If you start getting to the point where August rolls around and we do find out that something like Matt goes into Game Pass, that makes that decision a lot easier for a person to pick between our Xbox and their PlayStation. Why would I oh I could get it for this price over here or pay a full price over there? And they don't have an allegiance. So I think they need to come up with something. Quicker than I mean something sooner than later to yeah. actually address that because the more people that buy these systems later on, they're going to be they're going to see this narrative and the narrative is playing out right in front of us when it comes to how game passes is basically a disruptor like Enrique likes to call it inside yeah. the gaming industry.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. And as we said, right, as this subscription model compounds and they get the bigger titles and there's more people talking about it and it's just a bigger, 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 bigger conversation. You're 100 percent right. Um, You know, people who play those third party titles only, which is most of the industry, uh, you know, people aren't necessarily the the mass market is not paying PlayStation 5s for their exclusives. They're buying because the PlayStation brand has such strength behind it globally. Um, So it's just, yeah, it's it's interesting, man. I, I love it. Uh, because Dan's point is exactly right, and we say it every week. At the end of the day, guys like us who play on everything and just love games, we're winning. This is the best generation no matter what. I mean, it's unbelievable how much good stuff we're getting. Um, yeah, Rodimus says right here, the conversation we have with our friends now is you, all you have to do is download the game compared to, are you going to buy that game? Um, because of you know uh, these games you're playing in Game Pass with your friends, be it Outriders, MLB. It's just, yeah, you just let your friends know. Go download it. It's live. You know what I mean? That's it. You don't have to talk about, are you going to buy it, which is really cool. Hey, we're seeing how HBO Max is doing just because of that. Yeah. Did you see the escalation in their sub count? Yeah. I mean, it exploded because of the deals. Yeah. It's, just think it's about ex- it,
2: the last, within the last three months, they had Justice League, God, uh, Godzilla and Kong and Mortal Kombat just came out. So
3: yep. good, by the way, too. I loved it. Mortal? Oh, I love Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I'm
0: watching it tonight. I can't wait. I can't wait. Don't go
3: in expecting a masterpiece, Oscar worthy. No, episode. come on, yeah, no.
0: please do no. no. it's, it's tons of fun, though. It's so good. <laughs> cool, cool. It was fun. Um, guys, let's talk about BioMutant. I want to talk about it. I hope I hope you guys want to talk about it. Otherwise, I'll just talk for ten minutes. But no, you um, This game is an interesting one to me because it's been in development for a very long time. Um, pe- most people don't know the the company Experiment One Hundred and One. It was founded in twenty fifteen. In 2017, THQ Nordic bought it when THQ Nordic came back and started just buying up all these smaller IPs and studios, right? Um, believe it or not, I went back and looked, and no joke, this is not a joke, I pre-ordered Biomutant Collector's Edition in 2017.
2: Oof. On Amazon, right? <laughs> yeah, on Amazon, yeah. Yeah, it, it's always on Amazon. I was looking yeah. like, this game's not out yet?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I, I jumped in later. I don't know if you guys know, but they had a price slip Later on, where the collector's edition was the normal price, so I still have a collector's edition pre order for BioMutant that's $59.99. So we'll no see if they actually deliver it. But, um, this game is uh, it's a smaller team, uh, according to the head of studio. Uh, and I, I did some research on this this morning, he said this game was content complete in 2018. Um, and so apparently they've just really, really been polishing this. And I guess THQ Nordic's backing is allowing them to take their time on this because it's a smaller studio with about 20 people on full-time staff. But if you look at what this game is doing, it's, it's open world. You have a kind of kung fu combat system, right? And I played this game in 20, 2018 or 2019, I think. We did a video at E3 on it, but it was fun to play then, two years ago. Um, it has things like uh, abilities. It has branching uh, narrative paths and a, and a kind of deep story. The script, apparently, since it was first uh, written up, has grown from 40,000 words to over 200,000 uh, mm-hmm. now. So the script is large. It's got dynamic weather, open world, day night cycle, uh, a companion system, um, all kinds of mutations, it said, and customizations, a deep crafting system. I mean, there is an awful lot going on in this game. Um, and they posted a video this week. I don't know if you guys got to see it. Just a quick two-minute trailer, but of the open world, right? And just kind of showing you the environments and everything else. And it looks stunning. I mean, it really does. And and they made sure to point out that uh, everything in that trailer is purely in-game. You know, there was nothing touched up. This is just footage from playing the game. And um, I think this is one of those ones, guys, that comes out in May. We have no idea. Dan, I know you're hoping for it, right? If this is one of those surprise Game Pass announcements. Well, maybe.
1: yeah, I, I think... Once you said THQ Nordic, I kind of punched me right in the nuts. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure that they're willing to, you know, they're kind of at launch, maybe. I mean, uh, Destroy
0: All Humans was just announced for uh, Game Pass
1: this week, and that's THQ. Maybe not at launch.
0: Yeah, but I I just think I'm telling you, I've played this game. I played it for like 15 minutes a couple years ago, and it was super smooth. It was fun to play. The action was really cool. It already looked good. Um, you know, it's got a character creator, customizer and all that. And I really think if they've been polishing this game for a couple of years and these systems that I just mentioned work as they are intended to work. Um, I, I really think this is sleeper hit potential written all over it. Um, what do you guys think on this? I mean, have you been following it? Do you care about this game at all? Um, whoever wants to run
1: away with it. Yeah. Nobody cares. No, I'm just <laughs> no, here's the thing. Like, I've been, I've been super pumped for this game ever since I saw it, but like the more I see of it, it's funny because I'm like, this is either going to be like what you said, like this kind of sleeper hit. Yeah. I mean, it's only because it's been sleeping for four years, but it, or it's going to, I've seen what happens when you try to put in a whole bunch of stuff to a game. That's, but, you they know, have to work, right? Yeah. That's they intended. have to yeah. work all together. Yeah. You know, I can see this, coming out and just being a bug ridden crap fest, but I don't want that. Obviously I want this game to be good. I'm excited to try it out, you know, but I think it's not, there's not going to be like a middle ground here. I think it's going to, I think gamers are kind of getting to that point where it's like, you know, we kind of start, you know, to expect a little bit more here and there. So I think it's either going to come out and like, just blow people away and, you know, get on that game of the year list or, it's just going to flop and people are just going to be like, eh, you know, I I think
0: because it's a lesser known title, except for this kind of hardcore community like us. Right. Right. Uh, I think you're right. Like to, to get over that hump of getting, you know, more out there to more people, it's going to have to really make waves uh, and be well polished and, you know, a higher performance. I hope it is,
1: man. I really do. Cause it looks, you know, super fun and it's got, you know, so many of the things that I look for in a game being open world RPG You know the combat looks really, really fun. There's, there's, there's a lot. It's like a comic book. Yeah, like things pop
0: up when you're fighting and stuff, and it's really smooth. It's yeah. I
1: mean, if they they can pull it off, awesome. I'm all over it. I'm just gonna. I'm a little more tempered on this one. Sure, sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I'm the same way. Um, my curiosity for this game is mostly due to the fact that every time I go to, <laughs> I was going through a, um, when I, before I moved into the house that we're in now, I was going through a phase like a year ago when I knew we were moving is to find stuff on Amazon, like of editions that were cheap. And that <laughs> game would always come up. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> this game still isn't out yet. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just like you. I did pre-order, um, because I, I looked at that, I was like, man, that's a really cool statue. So yeah. I printed just for that. So I am gonna get the game. But we well, yeah, I saw the the trailer they just put out of the yeah. environments and stuff, and I was like, yo, this is vast. This is yeah. these worlds look huge. And if you if it's one of those games, if you see it, you can go there. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy. Um, I just think ultimately a lot of people look at games like this. It's like, man, if it took so long for you to make, what's the problem? I mean, that it's the same thing that happened with like days gone and stuff like that. It took you so long to make the game. Now hearing that its content completed 2018 lets me know like that's a good that could be a good thing. Could be the fact that you know maybe they just didn't have the um, the man hours or the funding to basically do all the touch-ups they wanted to do over the course of the last couple of years, and they you know did it with a skeleton team to basically get it to um, gold. But the fact that this game actually has a release date really interests me to the point where like a lot of people that weren't even thinking about this probably will buy it. You know, a lot of people, yeah. I, I told people like Returnal is probably going to do good just because people are starving for PlayStation content.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: That's why I think Returnal is going to do really, really well. Yeah. I think anything that releases, uh, that's why I think Outriders did good on top of Game Pass being something that put it into a subscription service. Being in April helped it because there was nothing else coming. So I think this game definitely could have an audience. It, it may not do initially well off the back. But I think, like you said, if people like us get into it and we're really enjoying it, you start seeing the Twitter pictures of people posting environments and fight scenes and stuff like that. It might get people into it. And then, like you said, if it does hit something like Game Pass later on, that might be the part when it really takes off because some games don't take off right at launch. They take off later on after they either go on sale or if it hits in Game Pass, it might do it there. I'm really interested in the... um, the mutations that you can do with the mechanical body parts—I didn't know that was an actual thing in the game. Yeah, all, all I saw was a picture of this this rat-looking thing that's <laughs> sitting with a with a with a robotic arm and goggles, and I'm like, no, it's just like a broken. It's just like a broken. Um, what's the name from um, Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, Rocket Raccoon. Raccoon. I was like, is this like a Rocket Raccoon type of thing. <laughs> but um, I'm thinking that it's, it's it's it could be good. i'm interested i was interested enough to pre-order it more for the statue than anything but the fact that it's finally actually coming i'm it's even more interesting and the fact that i know that thq is um one of the companies that's actually you know they bought them up to actually have this game complete is something that i'm a fan of too because i'm a fan of games like uh, darksiders and stuff yeah so knowing that they actually did something when that mm-hmm. game and we got Darksiders Genesis, a game that we never was gonna get. Yeah. Um, hopefully we get the the um Cinderella act to um the original series of Darksiders and we get that four-player co-op that we always wanted that that they <laughs> that they put they put out and said this is what darksiders three was gonna be. And I was like, No, I wanted that <laughs> game so bad. Mm-hmm. So I think that this definitely can help. It comes out in May. Um it's a good a couple like a week and a half after Mass Effect comes out. So it's definitely yeah. going to be a game that's going to find an audience. Um especially if you like the whole crafting side of it and day and night cycles always definitely help. But it's really just going to come down to the story. If the story is compelling enough, the world's up interesting enough, people will jump in.
0: Yeah, and one thing I did mention is the crafting system is supposedly a little bit like uh, kind of Dying Lightish, where you can find different things around the environment and craft like just strange weapons and different, you know, different combinations, which is pretty cool. I pulled up real quick, Kyle, just before I get to you on yeah. it. Um I pulled up their uh, update that they posted last year, early last year. And and it is, it's a small studio. I think, like I said, it's like 20 full-time people. I don't know if they have any contractors helping on it, but they said, uh, you know, we can assure you that we're working on this harder than ever. Um, The sheer magnitude size and length of Biomutant adds to the effort. Um, And, uh, you know, we are, we are fully focused on making this the best game all of us have ever worked on. So I'm hoping to you guys' point and that the time thing uh, Is not so much, uh, you know, like you said, Forte, you, you see a lot of these games that take a few years to come out when they're supposed to. And a lot of times they'll come out buggy or unpolished or kind of messy. I'm hoping in this case, it's one of the instances where this extra time was spent purely on polish and it releases in a good state. We'll see.
2: Well, if yeah. it can have its um, Hellblade moment, because Hellblade was made by a very small team. It was. And- it came out to critically acclaim. And then when it finally hit Xbox, it got another second win. So if we can get something like that, where a small team put it together, but it's the focus of the game is very crafted to the experience that people want, or just like the one thing about open world games is I just hate that they... That they waste your time, kind of. That's kind of how I feel about Assassin's Creed and stuff in some instances. Some are better than others, but that's why I love Immortal Phoenix Rising because I feel like that game is like the perfect marriage of what an Assassin's Creed game is, but it literally doesn't waste your time. It, it literally pushes you through the story at a at somewhat of a breakneck pace when it comes to that type of game and i truly enjoyed that game for that so this game with that atmosphere can do that i think a lot of people will jump in and pick up on it just like they did with Hellblade and with immortal phoenix rising
0: yeah yeah fair enough kyle what do you think man you've been following this one at all
2: yeah i remember
3: back when it was announced i was like oh man that's cool it's a cool character um (laughs) and then at P, uh, not psx pax 2019 it had yeah. a booth there yeah and it was always PAX. so i didn't get to play it but i was watching some of it and i think i remember talking to some people that did play it and i think their biggest thing is, is what i think my fear is there's so much and i don't know if everything is going to be as good as it can be yeah. Yeah, I right. think it, it it's kind of like a too many cooks situation where like all, <laughs> all these ideas sound great and I'm sure they're going to be awesome but are they going to be as robust as I want every single system in a game to be um, I, I just think it might be too much for such a small team to really nail completely but I'm happy to be surprised Yeah, I, I think that is definitely a game in May that is different from the other big releases um, Resident Evil and Mass Effect so I, I, I think I'm definitely probably going pick it up and, and try it out um but I, and i'm hoping for the best i love new ip and the the idea looks cool and like you said the environments are gorgeous so yeah i yeah. i'm very very excited to see how this turns out
0: cool yeah it's all funny you know wise old gamer said this is his most anticipated game of may over resident evil and mass effect so that's a hell of a bold mm. statement right there mm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't see this. I'm
2: looking at a five. I didn't know that they had a uh 55 minute gameplay trailer up on it. Somebody posted one of gameplay mm-hmm. of the fighting. Yeah, Yo, this looks. I fun. told you it's fun, man. <laughs> I told you,
0: it's fun. Yeah.
2: Look at these bosses. These bosses are huge
0: Yeah, yeah. uh We we have a preview up on our site too. I did. It was a while ago now because I did it. We did a video at E3 2019, and then I wrote a preview article on it later that year, early 2020. It's been a while, obviously, but uh. Yeah, we, we, if you look at that preview article on our site, just search BioMute and you'll find it. Um, we have images of the character creator, some of the weapons, um, you know, some of the things that go into it if you want to learn more about it. So it's on there. Check it out. Yeah, You have to go check that out. Yeah, it's cool. Um, well, cool, man. Yeah, I, I hope it turns out well. I, I, I've been interested in it since I played it. And I, I, I have all the hope in the world, especially, you know, you love to see a small studio. This is a studio I didn't mention that was set up by people that left from the Just Cause team. Oh no. so a okay. bunch of the okay. Avalanche guys left and founded this studio to make different games. Um, so yeah, you know, I like to see them succeed. I hope it does well. So we'll see.
2: I do too. I love Just Cause. <laughs> just um, cause
0: was fun for what it was. Yeah, I mean that's that game is purely based around mayhem and chaos, right? It's just meant to be fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's all it's meant to be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who could do the most insane thing and post it on Twitter? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it. That's it. A <laughs> um, couple other news items to touch on, uh, which this was an interesting one this week. And I, I'm not big into this community. I don't know if either of you guys are, because I don't think Dan is either. But Jeff Kaplan, man. Uh, Jeff Kaplan, if you don't know who he was, he's a, a long term employee of Blizzard. He was actually a vice president, which I don't think many people knew, uh, mm-hmm. near 20 year employee. But he's known most famously for being the face of Overwatch. He's the guy that did all the Overwatch updates, he's done interviews. I mean, he was the overwatch face of development. And then the sitting game's sitting by direct- a fireplace for like 12
3: hours. Yep, for 12 hours. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I mean he was the game's director and um, you know, out of nowhere, just left Blizzard this week. Um, and I think why this is intriguing is because usually when you have someone of his kind of tenure and kind of notoriety, Who leaves a position like that? It'll, you know, he'll say something to the effect of, you know, I've made the hard decision to to move on, to experiment with different things, or I'm going somewhere else, or I'm starting something new, and love my time. And I don't know if you guys read the actual statement on uh, him leaving Blizzard, but it was nothing like that. It was like, Mm. it was, you know, it's been great. Love Overwatch. I hope you guys do good, and I'm out. And it just, (laughs) no, I mean, and it 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 really read weird. And and I we talked. Yeah, when you pay attention to this industry long enough and you see all these weird moves, um, you can kind of sense when there's something else underlying to something. And it definitely feels like there was some level of disagreement or something happened among Blizzard and or the Overwatch team, which just led Jeff to leave. Um, and the time feels like
3: Sean Layden leaving PlayStation.
0: Uh, same thing, right? Yeah, there's exactly. definitely something, a power struggle that happened between Layden and Ryan and whoever else is involved mm-hmm. in that discussion um, coming into the PS5 era. But um, this feels like that. And it's just odd, right? Because Overwatch 2, another game, been in development a long time. And Blizzard's famous for that, of course. But, um, you know, just to see the game director and the guy who's known for the franchise leave suddenly... Without any type of story um, prior to the game's release is never a good sign. So I figured I'd mention it. I don't really have anything to add here. I don't know if you guys want to add anything to it.
1: Man, uh, he's here's the thing with Jeff Kaplan. First of all, I don't know who he was until <laughs> this, like this week. I don't know. I don't. I don't play Overwatch. I don't pay attention to that game very much. Jason Schreier has not had an article about him yet, so maybe it's not <laughs> bad. So we're, we're still in good shape up until this point, <laughs> you know, if that were to come out and then, you know, then all hell's going to break loose. But, you know, sometimes you just, that's it, you know, you get to the point where you're just like, ah, the hell with this. You know, I, I can't do this anymore. This is too much. Yeah. You know, I've done this for 20 something years. You know, you just get to the point where you're sick of it. <laughs> but, you know, Hey, I, you know, I, I, his thing said something like, you know, Hey, I love you guys. Thanks for everything piece you know and maybe, i don't
0: think that's what happened here
1: yeah maybe Still. not i have no idea yeah it sounds more like a sean Laden thing for sure yeah you know but at the same time you know if in the next two weeks we get some kind of breaking news from bloomberg what really happened, with yeah, what, what, what really happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know i mean as long as he didn't you know it wasn't like some kind of harassment thing or he, that's that's what you worry about anymore you, they, right. that's what it feels like a little bit too is like you know kind of looks like a creeper so oh, just, come I'm on just, now i'm just saying he looks like a little like, know. <laughs> no he, w-
0: he was a beloved guy man i mean the community overwatch community loved Jeff Kaplan. that's not to say he it. couldn't be a creeper on the side I'm we've seen it many a times I'm just but saying. i'm just saying the overwatch community loved that guy um right. and he was very interactive with the community i mean he was a big part of it so yeah. this is
1: just kind of a shock mm. something behind the scenes
0: <laughs> i i would say
3: if i i bring it back to playstation if i'm playstation i'm looking at another icon in the industry for lack of a better term because overwatch is huge and he's a big part of that have him come over on, on playstation do head up a new studio like jade raymond is doing <laughs> with haven and what they did with uh, kojima right like nearly not on the same level as kojima and, and jade to a lesser extent but just bring in these creative visionaries to make experiences for PlayStation. I think PlayStation has the lineage and history of doing that. I think that'd be a wise get for them. Not saying it happened anytime anytime soon,
0: but I think it'd be I think it'd be great. I think it'd be wise for anyone. I mean, yeah, for you sure. Know, yeah. I mean, he I think that'll be that'll tell more of the tale, right? If he suddenly in the next few months or whatever ends up somewhere else and kind of more of the story comes out, there's definitely more to it here. Joe's going off in chat. Uh, he's upset by this news Activision killed his Blizzard and now he's telling you oh. to tell us about Warcraft I don't know what there's got to be a story there I guess
3: I okay. Joe every once in a while will get on his little soapbox on the trophy room and just talk and name these characters from World of Warcraft that I have no idea what they are <laughs> and he just spouts them off like they're the bible and very revered and I'm sure they are but I have all I know from Warcraft is like the original games that I played when I was younger. That, yeah. I don't know. Azeroth. Have, I don't know what that is.
0: That's fine. Yeah, this is why you <laughs> have a better host. It's fine. Don't <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah, so anyway, thought it was interesting. Figure we mention it. Yeah, um,
2: kind of crazy that it happened. I, yeah. I was shocked when um I saw it. I was like, man, Kaplan, he leaving? And I... It, that I I am a huge Overwatch fan. I haven't played it recently because it's, they haven't really done anything to the game as of lately to update it to the point that I want to jump back into it. Uh, but I know a lot of people love that game. It's like one of those like 2015 one game of the year. It was um it, it literally put esports uh, back on the map when it came it sure to consoles and everything and PC and people. Uh, I know people that I. I I know a store manager that literally quit at GameStop to become a East be part of an esports team that played Overwatch. Wow. And actually made some pretty decent money doing it. So he made the good that made the right decision. So that's how people, how much people really loved it. And um, I just think maybe I'm with I'm kind of with Bad Bit. You know, Activision kind of ever <laughs> since ever since all of the stuff with um the restructuring, they lay people off. Yeah. the rebalancing of Activision Blizzard. Activision pretty much has full, not full control, but autonomy over everything that happens inside the company. Now it's just been this downhill, this down hill spiral since then. Um really just comes down to like their real big money makers, which is Water Warcraft and Call of Duty, you know, and if you're not those two things, you kind of don't really get a, a grasp of what's actually happening inside of with all these other developers. That's why, you know, Jeff Kaplan is just the main person that left, but there's been a ton of people that left yes. Blizzard over the course of the year. Yeah. It's like, it's like almost at that Bioware level of <laughs> exit is like, yo, these people, like, these are people that were a hundred percent into um, everything that they were doing. And it's sad to see that Blizzard is, not what it used to be because I think games like Overwatch, things like um things like Diablo, which um Rob Ferguson is as uh, head of right now. Yeah. And I'm really interested to see what Mikey Barr is gonna do at the top of Blizzard when it comes to all this type of stuff because you know how much control does he really truly really have with Activision in the background? I think that's the thing that people are really kind of asking the question on. And yeah. the fact that Diablo got pushed out of this year um the thing overwatch 2 got pushed out of this year it's not part of their financial earnings going into this year uh i think that just kind of were it's worrisome to a lot of people so capital leaving could mean a lot of different things funding could have got pulled from the game to go towards other things you never know yeah. um but ultimately you know overwatch lost a good person today because he was he's literally
0: the face of it yeah yeah you're right yeah. and uh it's sad right because he's you know, you look at the bottom lines of companies like Activision, right? And it was Activision, uh, I'm going off of memory here, so I may get this slightly wrong, but I know in 2020 made something like, you know, 4.8 billion just from microtransactions, nothing yes. else, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, when you, when you're talking about that kind of money and Bobby Kotick, who, you know, I mean, I don't think anyone has anything positive to say about him, but <laughs> he, uh, you know, he gets a $200 million bonus as other people are getting laid off. And it's just like, what, what are we doing here, man? Come on. Yeah. Not to you mention, know. they
3: take a extremely talented studio in Vicarious Visions that made a faithful recreation of Tony Hawk Pro Skater one, one of the 2. best
0: remakes ever, in my opinion.
3: Unbelievable, yeah. uh, and the fact that they turned them into a support studio for like Blizzard and, and Diablo, which is fine. They're talented. They're going to make that game great. But yeah give me like i was i was looking forward to a brand new original tony hawk game
0: from them. letting them spread their wings yeah
3: exactly let them do their thing that they do so well and they just took them and made them a support studio which sucks
0: yeah yeah it's frustrating (laughs) yeah so anyway uh kind of crazy on that front but um i want to touch on call of duty real quick and funny enough here we are right activision that's their it's their bread and butter uh annual call of duty yeah and 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 you know, I know years ago, guys, when when Call of Duty moved to that annual model, and they started to talk about having the three different development studios and cycling them for three-year, you know, development times, but still having an annual release. You know, and Battlefield challenged it for a little while, especially especially with four, and I, I forget who it was. One of you guys might remember at EA or whoever at um, Dice that said, you know, uh, Call of Duty is you know not going to be able to sustain this annual model. And well, <laughs> they've proven <laughs> them wrong. <laughs> um, That was years ago. But, uh, you know, they announced this week that Warzone now has passed 100 million players. Um, They're making hundreds of millions of dollars off of Warzone, and they're free to play, you know, Battle Royale. Um, And they also announced that they surpassed 400 million copies sold uh, lifetime for Call of Duty as well, which is just staggering when you think about it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because that means, well, how long is Call of Duty? What was the first one? 2006?
2: They said ever since 2003. Okay, thank you. This is the first one that was on original Xbox. Okay,
0: so that means, let's, simple math, I'm not going to go into the details here, but simple math, that means they're selling on average about 25 million, 27 million copies a year, and they've done that for 17 or 18 years straight, which Mm -hmm. is mind-boggling, right? I mean, it doesn't even make sense. and You have to imagine those first few years really weren't as big. It's really been, you know, past several years where it's just a monster IP. Um, so I, I I guess really, I just wanted to call this out and get your guys' thoughts on, you know, one two two things I want to touch on here is, one, do we ever see Call of Duty slowing down at this point? Do, is there ever going to become a time where this annual model fails them? And two, there's been a lot of discussion around Halo Infinite going free to play for the same types of reasons we're seeing, right? Fortnite- mm-hmm apex all these big games that you can go play for free and get into now valorant you know if you get more specialized um but halo infinite going free to play and of course the big conversation with halo infinite is is it going to have a battle royale does it need a battle royale and you know i'm a i talk about halo every show so here we go again but i mean i'm a halo diehard right but i think as long as they can continue to deliver the normal multiplayer suite they always do absolutely they should also have a battle royale it's a perfect right. sandbox for it. But I think Warzone is proving that, hell, You, why wouldn't you have a Battle Royale at this point in time between Fortnite, Apex, and, and Warzone? The money they are making is astronomical right now. Um, I think outside of really the mobile market uh, and games, specialized games like Roblox, your favorite forte, um, You know, there's not many other titles in the industry that are making more. I mean, they are the pillars of the community right now. So what do you guys think about that, man? I mean, do you think... You think we ever get off of this annual model? And and what do you think about a Halo Battle Royale to compete with, with Warzone and the others?
2: Oh man. So I told this story. Uh well, we talked about this on Brap on Wednesday, and I told this story. Okay. Uh my first year working at GameStop, I was a, a third, I was an assistant store manager, and my store that I worked at, this was when Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 came out. Okay. Lord have mercy. I've never <laughs> seen so many people. We had Close to fifteen, like almost fifteen hundred pre-orders on the game, in one and store. We, one store, fifteen hundred pre-orders on that game, and we had well over nine hundred <laughs> people at our midnight launch. Like our our parking lot was full and we had like apartment complexes behind our store the line went out of our parking lot down the street of the main street that we were off of it was (laughs) it was insane i I was like i was literally because i was handing numbers out in the line and i was like dude am i up to 900 (laughs) people (laughs) listen man that was insane back then now That was the apex of some people will say Black Ops and stuff. That was the apex. I think Modern Warfare 2 was the apex because that's when everybody literally jumped into Call of Duty. And then ever since like Black Ops 3, Black Ops 4, it's kind of been going down, you know, but still selling 23, 24 million units a year. But that's compared to games like Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3 selling like 60 So so that's where the decline happened and people thought it would end. And I'm like, yo, this ain't going to end because people love this type of gameplay. They love this fast plays, Twitch plays gameplay. It literally is the reason that Halo took a decline, because all the people that were playing Halo went to Call of Duty and that's that's what kind of happened and stuff. So seeing 400 million copies sold is a big number. It's ridiculous. If you could trash that towards like something like Grand Theft Auto, I think Grand Theft Auto is probably a little higher than that. I mean, Grand Theft Auto 5 by itself sold over 100 million.
0: Oh, it's and over one 130 day. now. Yeah. It's over
2: 130. Yeah. So who knows what that number is, but that's a really good number. But Warzone is the reason that Call of Duty exists now. Like, you don't e- I don't even know anybody that plays the base version of Call of Duty anymore. <laughs> Everybody I know plays Warzone, yeah. And that's all I see in people's YouTube videos. If they're doing commentary, they're playing Warzone. They're not playing regular Call of Duty, they're playing Warzone. And that's the biggest thing I think uh a lot of people are trying to capture. You know, Fortnite captured it, Apex captured it, Call of Duty just ran with it. Yeah. Uh Hopefully, Battlefield does do it. They did have their Ring of Fire that they were going to do with Battlefield Five, but I think they uh, decided to hold off on that, and they're probably going to add that as part of Battlefield Six when it comes out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think that's going to be when you're going to see that from Battlefield because I think Battlefield is literally set up for it because all the maps are huge, so you can have different maps for everything. It was the
0: closest thing to a battle royale it before was the, there was battle royale. There was
2: battle royale. <laughs> and Halo, oh my God, um, free to play. I go back and forth on the Battle Royale thing, but it's it's made for it. Yeah. It's made for it. So I think these are all great things that they can do, but Call of
0: Duty's never going to end.
2: It's <laughs> so it just says it ends. That's when it will end.
0: Yeah, which, you know, as long as they're making money on it, it's not going to end.
2: But just imagine 900 people standing outside your store. Yeah, 900. For I've, for been to, game. I've been to a
0: lot of midnight launches and some pretty mm-hmm. big ones because I'm one of those hardcore midnight. I'm one of those people in your line. Yeah, um, But I I don't know if I've ever been in one that big. That's crazy. My first networking at GameStop
3: ever was the Call of Duty Ghost launch, and okay. I I was in charge of the door and letting people in and giving them. And we had like hundred plus people, and we're a relatively smaller store. And it was just like, I didn't realize this many people came <laughs> to a midnight release for for Call of Duty because I'm not I'm not a multiplayer person. So like I'll play Call of Duty for the campaign, and I haven't okay. in, in many years. But I don't I don't think Call of Duty is going to slow down at all I, I i quickly looked at like how many call of duties we've gotten in the 18 years since 2003 we've had 33 titles in the <laughs> call of duty franchise and that's including mobile sure, and, and whatnot sure, sure. but that's a lot and uh, they're they're clearly not gonna slow down right. whatsoever um and I, I i think it's important to kind of have call of duty in in the space i think that's an important franchise even though i don't yeah. play it i think it's it's much needed um
0: it's like, it's like an icon now. I yeah, mean, absolutely. It's part of gaming. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And without like a central character to kind of hold on to as well.
0: Yes, but. which is yeah. It's yeah. it's more of a community thing. It's like okay, mm-hmm. October, late October is Call of Duty time. That's yep. all it is. It's like in the U.S., you know, uh, late August or first week of football season is Madden time. It just is. Yeah, yeah. You know what I
2: mean? It's Madden season. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you know. So, Dan.
1: Warzone, you ready to play it? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, you know, it's insane to me, like how just, you know, I I started playing back in, you know, the modern warfare times, you know, and then I think modern warfare two was actually my last big one before I just stepped away from multiplayer, and then it it just hasn't stopped. Yeah. I I don't see it, you know, slowing down ever. You know, as long as, you know, even if they don't provide like a quality product, it doesn't matter because it's well, I mean, the name.
0: This week, yeah. th- this week, this year's Cold War wasn't, you know, it wasn't really highly regarded. The development cycle got all screwed up because yeah. they pulled Sledgehammer off of it. And, you know, they rushed the Treyarch one out and a lot of people talk bad about it. It's still, still the best selling game of the year. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just it's.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I, I don't know. I think, you know, like my my younger kids play Warzone, you yeah. know, they, they don't even touch black ops or anything like that it's just war zone war zone war zone so yeah i mean you've got a game here that is probably gonna it's it's Fortnite essentially you know and there's really no reason to produce another one you know they in fact they they, they put i don't even know what they're doing at this point you know that's probably where they're making most of their money i don't know how many people are actually playing them you know, playing what like re- the regular version of Call of Duty, like Black. Oh, Ops, yeah, we don't you know. know anymore.
0: I mean, Warzone's the focus, as you guys yeah, said. it just seems
1: to be the focus. So, yeah. you know, and they're not even putting out, you know, halfway decent campaigns anymore. You know, that's you know, they're super short, or they don't you can't finish them, you know, like you know, Angela had, you know, oh, they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, it was buggier now. So, Cold War, yeah, well, yeah, that
0: goes back to the death cycle. That's that, that's my point is this game's yeah. this year's Call of Duty was, you know, really kind of a letdown to a lot of people, from what I understand. I didn't play it, but. Um, it's still best-selling game of the year. It's just crazy, and that's yeah. let's remember too. Best-selling game of the year next to Warzone. Warzone's a completely separate thing. They're making money money off of. So yeah, I mean, the right. revenue stream is just you it's don't need
2: to own Call of Duty for Warzone. Oh,
0: yeah. No. But you're, again, right? You get them in with that free to play, and then they're buying that season, the $10 season pass, like every other game, you know, to get skins and characters and everything else.
1: Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, or buy this game, and we'll give you, you know, a skin pack, you know, of, you know, and they're like, oh, $60 bucks for a gun. Yeah. That sounds like a good deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they'll do it. Yeah.
2: It's that's
1: crazy. Me, man. I, think it's, that's how
2: they're, I think that's how they're going to get people with Halo. If with the free to play, they're going to give you, <clears throat> it's going to be season passes. And if yep. you have, game pass you're going to get the season pass if you don't have game pass you can just play it for free and, you and if you have no game bags. pass you get
0: the campaign which will unlock stuff yep. in, the in the multiplayer as well multiplayer. Yep. Exactly.
2: so that's how they go get people on you, yep. t- be ready <laughs>
0: i 100 <100% laughs> agree with you that is coming
3: yeah i'm just i'm more bummed that uh my favorite first person shooter when i was younger medal of honor is like gone
0: yeah, I, I, I
2: love Metal Honor. They tried though, man. they did try. They tried with that last one where they mm-hmm. went modern combat and mm-hmm. it wasn't very good. It, it wasn't was, great. It wasn't it played good. on the quest.
0: Yeah, yeah yes, a new Valor. Is it Valor? What's it called? I Something believe like it's that, Valor. Man. It's called yeah. Valor. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah that's I haven't, about it though. Yeah, it's a shame because that was, you know, I always liked personally, you know, while we're talking about it, right? I always liked how, to me personally, that Battlefield was a little more grounded than Call of Duty, right? A little more serious. Yep. Um, and I always appreciated Battlefield more than Call of Duty. Yep. Um, and then Medal of Honor was kind of like the more serious, smaller scope mm-hmm. battles. So I always liked that. Like Battlefield was Battlefield. You know, you wanted those huge battles with vehicles and everything else. But Medal of Honor felt like the more serious, smaller battles. I always loved it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, Last thing I just want to touch on, guys, again, really quick here, uh, is Discord. Uh, kind of got a lot of news, uh, you know, a few weeks ago that Xbox or Microsoft, whatever you want to say, was in talks to buy Discord. You know, a sum in the ten to twelve billion range, which is crazy to think about uh, how big Discord has gotten over the past few years. Um, but uh, those talks have ended. Apparently, uh, you know, I guess they couldn't come to some sort of agreement, and Discord kind of came out and said they're going to remain independent for now, and they pay- may potentially look at a uh, pursuing an IPO um, in the near future. So, uh, you know, going public, if you will. So, uh, kind of interesting here. Um, you know, I know people were already kind of, I think, with the way Microsoft's kind of and Xbox have treated the gaming industry lately with acquisitions and just throwing money around I think people were assuming this was a done deal and they were already talking about well party chat will go away and we'll get discord and you know you're gonna have all these other things um so none of that's obviously coming to fruition now but uh do find this interesting and I I I have to wonder just personally that discord you know you're talking about 10 to 12 billion dollars for what is essentially a free chat you know kind of sharing service I mean it's just Kind of mind-boggling. It's one of those situations where it's like, damn it, why didn't I create this five years ago? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys want to add anything here too, but it's just, you know, it's. I just wanted to shout it out that, you know, if people were making all these assumptions about Discord and Xbox and whatever that was going to look like, that's that's done with. It's not happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it would have been one of those things that I think a lot of people would have used it, but, you know, I've just never really used Discord. But I, it, it almost seems like it's like, hey, let's get... So we talk to Microsoft. Let's get a nice valuation yep. on our company, and yep. then we'll go. And then we'll go public. Yeah, then we'll go, go public. public. You know, so they kind of, yeah you know, <laughs> kind of send them a little bit. But you know, at the same time, if you really want to use it, you can probably, you know, you still can. You just kind of, you know, put plug it into your phone if you want to chat. I mean, there's chat on Xbox Live already. I mean, I don't know what the hell you use it for. <laughs> so, I've never been a Discord guy, so I, you know, I think I've done a couple podcasts with it. Um, for yeah, some other in, people in, the, so. and I
0: don't know about your sons, Dan, but I, uh, in the they use it all the time. I was gonna say, in the generation yeah. after us, old guys, yeah. uh, Discord is the thing. Yes. Literally, my stepson, my son, his friends, all day, every day, Discord. That's yes. the only thing they do, they talk yeah. all day, every day.
1: My my kid plays on yeah, he plays on PC. So it's like it's just that's all he does. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know hardly anything about it. So I know it's <laughs> a, it's a chat service. That's <laughs> well, like, you, can, you, you know, you
0: can share me? videos and you can yeah. stream on it, and there's a lot of integrated, I mean it's got some cool technology, yeah. right? Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. But, but it's yeah. just yeah, I'm with you. It's like yeah, it's just it's it's shocking to me. If you look at Discord's growth over the past three years, like its arc, it's it's crazy. It's just crazy. Mm
2: yeah um i use discord every day
0: there you go yeah every, there it is. every yeah. day there and
2: go. uh i would love to exchange xbox lives party chat for discord
0: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: because it's it's not it it has its moments i'll put it this it's not that it's horrible it just has its moments i just yeah. think that i was hoping this would happen just on two fronts because i think it would kind of help microsoft on microsoft and Xbox. i think it would actually help microsoft more than xbox because I think the e-commerce side, the enterprise side of Discord. Yes, let, let's be for real. Teams is okay when <laughs> it works. When it when, works, that's a, when, that's a big when, caveat. When it works, because yeah. you you if you got five, 10, 15, probably twenty people inside of a a call on Teams, it's fine. You get above that, it's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap. So, and that's even if they're in just regular video, not even in video chat. That's just yeah. in regular audio chat with each other with cameras turned off you know discord i've been in discord parties with 40 people before it's, it's very you can't hear anything but <laughs> guess what it works though so yeah. i always thought that they could use i know they're not going to get rid of microsoft teams but i always thought there would have been a way they could integrate parts of discord into that um and also make it so they basically had their own version of what slack is Because I think Slack is one of the most premier ways that uh, a lot of enterprises and a lot of um, e-commerce is used um, on that higher end business level. And Discord can definitely bring that same thing to Microsoft. And then I think Xbox would just benefit from Microsoft owning it. Now, the fact that they wanted $10 billion for it is kind of (laughs) crazy because it's free. But (laughs) but you know what? I actually pay for Discord uh, Nitro. I actually have the subscription to it. Guess why? Because... Game Pass gave it to me for free for 3 months and I never turned off my subscription <laughs> for it. I kept it. I was, I got used to being able to upload bigger file sizes to to um to Discord and when it ended I was like, "Oh god, I got to pay for this now." And you know what? Cuz cuz then I started seeing that I actually was using that stuff. So, I it's sad that it's not happening. But, I truly believe it was because they wanted to become independent. they wanted to get some type of um they wanted to get an evaluation. they saw what um Roblox got evaluated at forty three million dollars billion billion yeah forty three billion dollars yeah. they saw yeah. that it was like, yo, um how much are we worth so I think yeah they they took the biggest they took the biggest uh, shark in the room and said, "How much are you willing to pay?" And that $10 billion got out there. So they're like, yeah, we're going to go independent. Now, that yeah. doesn't say they can't get bought later, but it's going to probably cost you more because once yeah. they go independent, they're like, what, $15 million to buy us now? So <laughs> yeah. who knows what it's going to take. But I don't think it's the end of the whole Microsoft and Discord thing because this has been going on for a couple of years now.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's true. sure. true. Yeah, I use Discord every day too. That's, what we, that's what we do. All our uh, every podcast that I do on my end, Six One Indie and Trophy Room, it's all on Discord. Uh, it's super easy to use. It would have been a great way to integrate on Microsoft. Uh, Joe hated this idea. I don't know if he ever talked to you about it. He was no, like, I don't, no. I, I don't want Microsoft to turn Discord into wh- what they did with Skype. With Skype, I know that was a concern. Like, yeah. we, that's how we started doing podcast recording on Skype, and it was just awful, just super unreliable. And Discord is way more stable uh, of a way to, to video chat and just talk and have a good time. And
4: yeah.
3: It would have been a wise purchase, but I think it's even smarter for them to be like, yeah, let us know what we're worth, and let's go on
0: our own way. And we'll go <laughs> make a whole bunch of money. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> man, man. Well, guys, man, that was our last topic for today. Uh, It's been, this two hours has flown by because you guys have been fantastic guests with great conversations. I mean, thank you so much. Um, It's been, it's just been a a fun show. Um, And Chad, you've been awesome as well. Thanks for jumping in on a lot of topics. I appreciate it. Uh, We're going to go ahead and close out. Let me shout out a few things before we get to where they can find you guys. Um, A lot going on in this, in the SG world. Um, So we've got a new episode of Cast Co-op with myself. Kyle's uh, co-host Joe and uh, Luke, who is host of Xbox Expansion Pass, that is up on the Season Gaming Channel. Um, I've got an industry perspectives chat uh, going on with Benji Sales, who everyone uh, I think knows from the Twitter community, and analyst. That'll be live uh, early next week, so look for that. Uh, my article on um, gaming influences is live now, and I've got a big article coming on some of the Xbox things uh, probably next week as well. Um, and another video on I'm testing out a new, um, it's like a Kishi, basically, a, you know, a portable controller for your phone that a, a new company sent me to kind of test out and review. So I'm um, going to have a video on that next week as well. And then lastly, um, I will be on a Boom's uh, show Monday night. So if uh, if you don't normally tune in to Boom Show or check him out, uh, you can find me there as well. But let's get to the guest, man. So, uh, Kyle, I'll start with you. Um sure. Tell people where they can find you, where uh, Trophy Room and um, and uh, your other projects are going on, man.
3: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's had a great time. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. That's also my PSN name, so friend me there so I can compare trophies with you. Uh, if you want to to know the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation, hit up at PS Trophy Room on Twitter and uh, the Trophy Room on YouTube. That's where the podcast lives, and you can listen to it wherever. Um, And if you are into indie games or want to see what exciting new indies are coming down the pipeline, you can go to 61indie.com and 61indie everywhere, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all those
0: things. Fantastic. Thanks for coming on, man. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Forte, um, been a pleasure as well, man. Uh, thanks for all the insight and uh, conversation. And where can people find you?
2: Yeah, man, this is this is great. I love this. I uh, <laughs>
0: truly love
2: this. This is always fun. Uh, truly appreciate the invite. It's uh, Gaming Forte everywhere. YouTube, Twitter, Xbox Live, PlayStation, same thing like that. Check us out on DPS Podcast. That's every Thursday night, 9 p.m. It was on my channel this week. Uh, so check it out. It's on Slow Mo's channel next week, so we alternate week by week. Um, Brat Podcast, every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. with Enrique E-Money, Eric Jackson, and Slow Mo Backslap. I think, um, I think someone's going to be the host going forward because he keeps forgetting to give E Jack his outros every week. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, saw, I saw
2: that on Twitter this week, <laughs> so 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 I, we might have a new host next week, you never know. Yeah. And uh, even if I'm not on there every week, I always shout out Scumcast because Ashley Lucas, the reason that I'm here when it yeah. comes to me having a voice in this community. She was the first one that gave me the opportunity. So even if I'm not there on Saturdays, I always shout her show out because her slow-mo uh, all day, they do a great job. They don't just talk gaming. They talk pop, they talk everything over there. So if you want to hear pretty much the gamut of everything that happens throughout the entire week, Scumcast is every Saturday at 3 p.m. CST. Uh, so check them out, but appreciate the invite as always. And you guys have a great weekend too, man.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And Erotimus, uh, he said, you're welcome for inviting us. How much you charge him for the show? That's going to be forty nine ninety nine, yeah, And you can just send yeah. it to my PayPal. Um, <laughs> Erotimus, make sure you uh,
2: send that to me so I can
0: forward it over. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, anything to add, man?
1: No, I'm, I'm going to be on uh, Backlog Chronicles tomorrow night, Excellent. 8 Eastern. Uh, I will have a near review at some point on the site i just have no idea when because i have no idea how long this game is going to take me (laughs) we got to finish it
0: 19 times to get the true ending yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's that's what i hear so
1: yeah it should be interesting it'll come eventually but other than that man i appreciate you having you guys on it's been a good time absolutely yeah Yeah. it was awesome
0: yeah yeah it won't be the last time guys it was a lot of fun so thanks again hope everyone has a great saturday thanks for tuning in as always to the big cast until then we will see you next saturday peace